Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my right is Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Sup Dave? Hello. You Hello. You a bit more energy. There wasn't enough in it. For me? Yeah. Is it a bit flat? No, 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 oh, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's good. <laughs> Happy New Year everyone. It is 2020, and that means that the regular season of the NFL is over. It's 2020 for some of us, it's 30-30 for some of us. Is it? How's that? James Winston. Oh, 30 for 30. Here we go. I'm a bit slow today now. Well, it's been a long year. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is now 2020 and we can talk about the 20 teams uh, that have been eliminated from the NFL this season. Forever? Not forever. Apart from the Oakland Raiders, they've been eliminated forever. Yes. Uh, We're going to go through an autopsy of those 20 teams, um, looking down through the draft order, which is now set at the moment anyway, from 1 to 20. We normally do a review of the Week 17 games, but some of them teams tanked it on purpose because they just were getting through to the playoffs. Other teams... I mean, we'll do some work on it, Dave. I know you've I, done some research. Well, but. no, I, th- I think for the most part with the Week 17 game, um, anything that was settled will be um, will be spoken about now. So I don't think we need to go through week by week, uh, no. game by game. Like I said, it's, the Week 17 is a bit of a joke, really. Yeah. Um, except for when you're the Patriots and you need to get a bye. So let's start, first of all, with the team that we knew for a couple of weeks are going to be picking number one in April, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals. They finished with a 2-14 and 14 record, yeah. Dave. They won week 17 against the Cleveland Clowns, uh, <laughs> which was beautiful to watch. Um, just talking about their season, and it didn't go well from the moment that AJ Green got injured on the first play of preseason, I guess, for the Bengals, um, since he suffered their worst season in franchise history. But they do seem to have a chance to improve with Zach Taylor and this number one pick. So, uh, the last time the Bengals picked first overall was in 2003, when they took Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Carson Palmer. He spent seven seasons in Cincinnati and made the Pro Bowl twice. Yep. But he was never that good. No, he, he was steady. Steady, it, steady, but not spectacular. Yep. Uh, if you're looking at the offensive, offensive efficiency ranking, they were 30th in the league this year. Defensive, they were 25th. Special teams, 16th. Overall ranking, 31st. Um, yeah, their two wins came in week 13 against the Jets. They beat them 22-6. Yeah. That was after Ryan Finley's three-game stint when they realised that they had no good backup either. Um, and then that win against the Browns in week 17, 33-23. Dave, thoughts on the Bengals? Are you I encouraged s- about what's going to happen to them next? Or? Well, I mean, first and foremost, it's been a car crash of a season. Oh, it, yeah. It really has. But it's been a massive positive, them getting a win. I mean... I know there was a lot of talk of it would be two wins, them two or wins. Miami. Um, beating the Jets is great for them. Um, Jets look like a decent outfit at times. Other times they look terrible. Um, beating the Browns as well. So a divisional game there. Yes. Um, I think the thing that really surprises me somewhat is that they have been as bad as they have. We knew they weren't going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um but it's been a surprise just how bad they've been. And it doesn't surprise me they've kept they're keeping hold of Zach Taylor. I mean traditionally I think they've only ever ever had ten head coaches since they've started. So they keep hold of their coaches for quite a while. Sometimes too long. Sometimes too long. Um and we think of the Bengals as being somewhat of a joke, somewhat of a last chance saloon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a terrible team. But I mean, if you go back to two thousand fifteen, that was the end of a seven season stint where six times they got in the playoffs. I mean, they never did anything in the playoffs. No, but they still got there. They were finishing second around in the division anyway. It's a tough. They won division. the division three times, I believe. Um, they got into the playoffs once, mm. um, finishing third. 
But generally, they were a decent, steady team. I mean, twice, two of those times, they got knocked out straight away by the Steelers because they lost their heads. But, they did, yeah. Um, so they've not, in recent years, they've not been a terrible team. Um, I think keeping Zach Taylor is a good, um, it's a good move for them. Um, Taylor made Jared Goff look very, very good. No, um, no. Yes. Well, you think so? No, he was, he uh, well, they you got to the Super- put down the Sean McVay? what he was doing there he was Jared Goff's quarterback coach and they got to the Super Bowl <laughs> Zach Taylor leaves Jared Goff doesn't look oh, as good yeah. that's a lot of credit on one person but there. it's true no I'm All just right. saying that's factual alright um, I think <laughs> they have a lot of holes to pick there's no doubt there's absolutely no doubt they've got to pick a quarterback first of all, first overall well the, the consensus is it's Joe Burrow that's coming yeah. from LSU there's also um there's you can't play on the of, line though you can't play O-line for them as, at the same time no so they, have, they have to also address the O-line but at the same time they're getting guys they've got a few guys who are very young on the O-line and it takes a few years to mature mm. um, linebacker is a big issue I mean it has been for a while it has been but they've got I mean Jermaine Pratt is very good plays weak side and middle mm. um, still young I think he's 23 24 still really young you need to learn that position mm-hmm. um, Nick Virgil's okay He's not yeah. bad. He's not terrible. He doesn't get Pass run all over. Yeah. He's, you know, again, 26, 27 years old. But they've got nothing after that. They've got no depth well, yeah, at linebacker. No That's the yeah. issue. When Drake Patrick got injured at cornerback, again, nothing after that. Mm. Although, ironically, that's after that is when they got their first win. So, <laughs> say, say what you want. Yeah. Um, it's also that AJ Green and Tyler Eifert are both unrestricted free agents after this season as well. Yeah. Now... I mean, AJ would have not played again, I thought. But then if you get Joe Burrow in the building, he might want to come back for a season to see how it goes. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing to get rid of it? I mean, he earns a wedge. He earns a decent He does. You wouldn't think their salary cap would be that bad, would you? Because they've got no real superstars in that team. Joe Mixon should be asking for more money after this season. Yeah, but he's a running back, so you're not going to pay him any more than about three million. Yeah, but they've got nothing else really to go at. And Tyler Eifert has been injured so many times. Yes. If you you have to pay him again... What are the odds he's gonna he's gonna play every game for you? Um, I Slim. mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not gonna be paying a huge amount, but they're what they're the few weapons offensively that they do have. So if you're bringing in a new uh, quarterback you're, and you're removing his two main weapons, uh, you two can main, draft two others, two main receiving weapons. It, that's not good. Tyler Boyd did okay. You know, he's not a bad receiver. Tyler Boyd and John Ross are okay, but yeah. they're burners. That's all they are. Yeah. But you can pick up a possession receiver in the draft lower down. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the Bengals. It's interesting, actually, because I thought first, well, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, why aren't people talking about Zach Taylor getting fired after one season? We talk about Freddie Kitchens getting fired after one season. And Pat Shermer, you know, people not having a lot of rope. Mm. And this guy's coming with only a two-win record, yet no one is talking about him getting fired. And I think the reason that is, is because there is no drama coming out of that locker room. No. Every other team has got moaning, and it's got infighting, and stuff going on around the team, stories happening, but the Bengals had nothing happen out of that locker room. Nothing it's, came out of it that was a problem. Even AJ Green, his will-he-won't-he all season yeah. was a kind of, well, they didn't really care, you know, they were still just going to plod along, um, figure out what they had at quarterback, which turned out to be, you know, nothing. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, make a push for the, the draft. So, I mean, one, it's a fair comparison to make um, the Bengals against the Browns, both in Ohio, both in the same division, both really coming from the same similar position. history. Um, in terms similar of history, not much um, success. But with when you look at the Browns, it's a soap opera. It's 
everything is going wrong. Yeah. And there's noise, there's, you've got a flamboyant quarterback, but they've got absolute talent all over. The Bengals don't have that. And they're almost a mirror image of what's happening in Miami. So there's just a lot of guys who aren't particularly brilliant, just trying their best, looking like they're being reasonably well coached. No divas. No divas. Which is very important yeah. to make any forward progress. So yeah, that's I think that's why Zach Taylor's got away with it this year. If he does it again next year, yeah. then he's well, in Well, again, any other franchise, you'd be saying, okay, he's going to go. This is the Bengals. I the think Bengals it's, it's impressive on. that he's managed to hot stop them from, from turning into a, a train wreck. Yeah. Despite the losses. <laughs> It'll be down to the losses rather than his um, locker room yeah. atmosphere that's going um, on. One thing that is interesting, they have uh, signed a player this week. You're joking. No, they have a bit of news. Who are they signed? The interception leader <laughs> of the uh, Canadian Football League. Ooh. <laughs> uh, What's his name, Dave? Winston Rose. Winston Rose. Yeah. Just in time for not the playoffs. I have no idea. <laughs> just saw a piece and thought I'd make a bit of something, a bit of positive for uh, Bengals fans. There but you go. Who's the Bengals player of the season? Do you reckon? <laughs> I mean, Mixon is the only one that did anything productive on the off- on the offense, and nothing really happened on defense. So, I have I'm to not, give it to Mixon. Okay, I'm not going to argue. Let's move on then to the second team. That's the Washington Redskins. Mm. They finished with a three and thirteen record. Big stories for them, obviously, this season um, started with left tackle pro bowler Trent Williams and tight end Jordan Reed never playing a game this season. Darius Geis only managed five games. Jay Gruden was sacked after an 0-5 start. Um, Ron Rivera is now going to be Snyder's seventh full-time hire since buying the team in 1999. None of the previous six exited Washington with a winning record, yeah. which is harsh. And uh, Bruce Allen's finally gone as well as the GM, which is the biggest bit of good news for the the Redskins he's an awful GM it's the biggest piece of good news for Ron Rivera because I have have a feeling that Rivera might be doing in Washington what um, we're seeing in uh, with the Texans oh the Bill O'Brien route yeah well possibly but Rivera's got a good track record I think he's a great hire for the Redskins Uh, he had a similar situation in Carolina just before they drafted Cam Newton where it's a new quarterback he's young he's worked with that kind of player before yeah, he's got some good young talent on the defense as well. I don't think it's quite as bad as everyone makes out. It is. They just haven't got an awful lot of depth. No, and they were hit down with injuries as well. You know, they're not going to get Trent Williams back unless he sees the new organization and goes, "All right, well, I'll play for them." But Dan Snyder, I think, was the big problem for him. Yeah, even I'm, I'm not sure if it's him or Allen that was the real, real kicker there. Uh, Jack Del Rio's come in as a new defensive coordinator. That's another plus. <laughs> what? I mean, I just remember some of the uh, defensive play callings that uh, Jack Del Rio was doing at the Raiders a couple of years ago. And yeah, not bad. Yeah, not great. <laughs> Kevin O'Connell's going to stay as the offensive coordinator, apparently. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. But they had some positive moves, I think, this year. Their three wins came in week six at the Dolphins. They won 17-16. That was with Case Keenum. Then there were two wins with Haskins in week 12 against the Lions. That uh, was a 19-16 win. And then the Panthers in week 13, 29 to 21. I mean, the the big the big point for me on the Redskins is what they're doing at quarterback. Obviously, they signed Alex Smith to be their future quarterback for Whoops. a number of years. He broke his leg in numerous places and probably will never play again. Yeah. Um, and brought in Dwayne Haskins. Now, Haskins, I like the look of in college. Yep. Um, he slipped for a reason. And 
it doesn't appear that he is turning into the franchise quarterback that they want or that they need. I mean, his completion ratio is 58.6, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, sacked 29 times in nine games. And most of those nine games were not the full appearance. Those were bit parts that he played. Some of them he played the whole game. Some of them he did, absolutely. But a lot of them were where he'd come in and play a few downs, get sacked. Well, he was six injured times twice. And go out. Yeah, big through being sacked as well. Yeah, that's the so, O line. So, absolutely. So, that's what I'm saying. It would be nice to see him with an O line, but we can't yes. judge him on something he hasn't done yet. No. And so. Can't I mean, chastise him either. No. His QBR is 26.9. I mean, that's lower than Marcus Mariota's. It's awful. And mm. in every way measurable, Case Keenan was better than him. In every He's got the experience, way hasn't he? Measurable, but that's a concern. But it is a slight concern, I'm, but he has been messed been around him. this season. 100%. I'm not saying bin him, it's just a concern. That's the big concern that's sticking out. Which is why you want someone there like Rivera who's going to put a firm hand on the tiller, you know, be a safe pair of hands. Yeah. Be there for the long term as well to have that stability in the, in the dressing room. I mean, like you said, their offensive efficiency ranking was 32nd, defensive yeah. was 22nd, special teams was 4th. Um, overall um, ranking they were the worst team according to official rankings yeah and PFF had them the worst team in the league as well mm-hmm. um, their big positive was um, Adrian Peterson breaking yeah. all kinds of records this year mm-hmm. um, So and Terry McLaurin yes I was going to say Terry who would McLaurin. never in a redraft would never go in the third round he'd be first round he'd be the yeah. first Roger off the board um, I was going to say Terry McLaurin is their player of the season absolutely without a doubt and there's, there's going to be quite a few times as we're going through this so I'm going to say this person's their player of the season. Mm-hmm. The last time the Redskins picked second overall, Dave, 2012. And they took Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Robert Griffin III. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be the fourth time that Washington had the second pick in the draft. Okay, well, hopefully he ends up better than RG3. RG3 was great his first season. Yeah, until he got hit every time he ran forward and then it, he was, that was it. That, again, was a, a failing of the Absolutely. coaching staff to not bring him out after he got knocked down the first time. Kept him with a bum knee against the Cowboys in the wildcard round and end up almost losing his leg. I think the Redskins are the real wildcard in the draft because I don't think they're going to go QB. No. They're potentially going to go best player on the board and there's four or five different positions that they can go to so they're the prime candidates for moving down. Again, the consensus pick is defensive end Chase Young or outside linebacker Chase Young. Potentially. But again, if they choose, if they say, look, let's get more draft capital and get something else that we need, I think they're the prime candidates for moving down. Well, the game plan this season was to stop the run, and they yep. didn't stop the run. So <laughs> <laughs> that would help having uh, Chase Young in there. And then working on the line in the later rounds. Next up is the Detroit Lions, picking at three. They finished with a 3-12-1 record. Their, well, their, their tie was in week one against the Cardinals, 27-all. Then their three wins came in week two and three against the Chargers and the Eagles, 13-10 and 27-24 respectively. And the final one was week eight against the Giants, 31-26. They were looking okay, but then, of course, they lost Matt Stafford in week nine. Yeah. They were down to David Blau by week 13, so Jeff Driscoll was injured by that point. They lost on Johnson after week six. He didn't return until about week 15. Their first round pick this year, TJ Hawkinson, finished this season with 32 catches for 367 yards and two touchdowns. But 131 of those came on yards in his first game against Arizona uh, in week one. He suffered a concussion in week four against the Chiefs and went on IR with an ankle injury during the second Bears game in week 13. So they were really decimated with injuries. They had a lot of bad luck as well in some of their games that they were set to win. I'm thinking the Packers game 
with the um, the interference calls they got given against them. It just seemed to all fall apart for them uh, yeah. the second half of that year, played out by the fact that after week eight they didn't win another game. Ended up as the 19th rank on offensive efficiency, 29th on defensive efficiency, first on special teams efficiency somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make these stats up. Overall ranking was 25th. Then, so again, a good first half of the year, plagued by the second half. Yeah, I mean, it's no it's no real shock that you lose your franchise quarterback. I mean, as a Steelers fan, <clears> we'll talk about them later. To this. Um, <laughs> it's no coincidence that they lose Stafford and their season somewhat tanks. Um, I mean, if you look in the first seven games of the season, they drew against the Cards. It is what it is. First game of the season. They yep. beat the Chargers. That's good. Then they beat the Eagles. I mean, that was a few eyebrows were raised by everyone on that well yeah because they're two and oh yeah. and one they <laughs> lost to um the chiefs and the packers and then the vikings i mean three very good teams yeah so up to that point you're thinking all right i mean we all were they thinking, were top of the nfc north looking all right and they lose staff and it all falls apart that's mm. it's as simple as that that's the reason they failed that's it it doesn't surprise me that they're um, keeping hold of head coaches and I mean the whole organisation is pretty much staying as it is we've not heard anything coming out of the lines to say there's going to be changes well you I say might... that no they're keeping Matt Patricia but they're sacking everyone else look at this really special Sorry. teams coordinator John Bonamago who got the first efficiency ranking on it uh, linebacker coach Al Golden defensive back coach Brian Stewart tight end coach Chris White and strength is coach sorry strength coaches Harold Nash and Rodney Hill are all being let go mm, okay. so a lot of back end moves but uh, Interesting. The, See, I, the coordinators and the head coach, as you were saying, have yeah. not been moved on. That it, okay, that isn't isn't something I knew about. So, I mean, if normally when you see um, coaches go in that aren't coordinators, so strength and conditioning and running back coaches and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing, that normally says it's last chance saloon. So it may well be Patricia's last chance next year, because <laughs> exactly the same thing happened with um, uh, Vance Charles. Vance Joseph yes. in uh, Denver. <laughs> You've forgotten the name of your old yeah. coach. Well, it's easy to forget. The, the problem from Patricia is that he is a defensive coordinator and they were 29th ranked on defense. Yeah, but look... They didn't much... lose their captain on defense. Okay, but look how much time the defense was spending on the field. I mean, it was just constantly three and out when the Broncos well, played them at the end of the season. Yeah, The yeah, Broncos right. were walking off the field. They might as well have just turned around and gone straight back because it was three and out constantly. <laughs> when you're right, you're right, Dave. I'm not going to argue with that one. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, let's have a look at the last time the Lions were picking third overall. That was in 2002, when they took quarterback Joey Harrington. He went 18-37 and 37 as a starter in his four seasons in Detroit. Wow. Remember the name, Joey Harrington. But, I mean, yeah, I, it, they are a team that was had no direction and were rudderless because you were watching them just thinking you are two or three good players away from being a decent side. Yeah, they were never yeah. terrible. They never got absolutely mauled. I mean, there was a few games where they were offensively inept and they mm. just got outscored because they couldn't score, if that makes sense. They <laughs> did, they were giving nothing on offense and it wasn't as though teams were running on them like we often saw with the Ra- uh, the Ravens. The Ravens just score on teams constantly. Yeah, And even though the other teams were playing well, you just got beat by a better team. We didn't see that. You just saw them being defensively I mean there was one game where they just got burnt over the top constantly towards the end of the season I can't remember which one that was it might have even been the Bucks game it was it was the Bucks game yeah. where the Bucks just went right other than that that's what they do isn't it yeah I mean other than that it, they were relatively okay mm. um, they, drew, they were just getting beaten by teams that had more talent fourth team is the New York Giants they finished with a 4-12 and record the uh, the big fallout of this season is that Pat Sherman has been fired 
He had a five and eleven year and then a four and twelve. So just two years of not great play and yep. he's out. Uh but Dave Gettleman stays on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what pictures he's got of the Mara family yeah. in uh compromising positions, but whatever he's got, it's certainly working. It's solid. <laughs> Not just his drafting. Drafting was a problem here, Dave. But look how he handled OBJ and Landon Collins, two of the premier pieces on the roster. And they're not there anymore. Mostly down to Dave Gettleman and his his style of of management. It's just... It, it beggars belief. He went Daniel Jones with six in the last draft. Saquon Barkley, he picked up. And you're going to argue forever that was, whether that was right or wrong. Mm-hmm. In that draft, he had a chance to pick up someone like Sam Darnold and he didn't take it. You can get a running back. I know Saquon is a, an a, elite player. No yeah. one's arguing that. But a, a running back isn't the most important piece on the on the board. It is the quarterback. Yes. So but, I know uh, you think I know you think Daniel Jones is better than Carson Wentz. No, I behave. Well, you said that last week. Yeah, well, you did tongue, say that last tongue in cheek. Week. Well, <laughs> Dan, the thing is, Daniel Jones tongue in his cheeks. is a decent. He's a very decent prospect at the moment. First season. To do what he's done in his first season in New York is a big deal. He was quite but, good. But you still have to take it with a pinch of, pinch of salt. Now, I I agree sixth overall at the moment still looks a bit rich. <laughs> rich? But, yeah, but look look what Donald... Where was Donald pick? Third? Fourth? Yeah, third. And who would you say has performed better at the moment? Jones. Easily. In a better situation. Really? Yeah. You'd rather be on, you'd rather be at the Giants than the Jets right now. Yeah. You're insane. No. You're utterly. That whole line for the Jets insane. is non-existent. And the Giants is led by Nate Solder. You've got people to throw at. At least oh, you've got Saquon to hand it off to. Okay, you got Le'Veon Bell. What's he done this year? <laughs> he won't even yards. be there next year. We'll talk about the Jets in a minute. Look, it's about the Giants first, all right? They got yeah. their four wins. First one was week three against the Bucks. They won 32-31. Uh, that was Jones's first of the two-game stint. He then also won in week four against the Redskins, 24-3. Then it was all the way until week 15 when they beat the Dolphins, 36-20. That was Eli's last win. And then week 16, they beat the Redskins again, this time 45-35 in overtime. Mm. I just don't understand why they're keeping Dave Gettleman on. Oh, I agree. It's mental. Absolutely mental. Although, that is probably one of the nicer places to end up as a head coach. Um... Potentially, I mean the market's tough. Yeah. But Pat Shermer ended up, ironically, in a two-season stint um, at the Giants. He had the same two-season stint with the Browns and ended up with exactly the same record overall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last time the Giants picked fourth overall was in 2004. They took quarterback Phil Rivers, then traded him and their 05 uh, first-round pick to the Chargers for the first overall pick, Eli Manning. Yeah. That one out. worked out all right. That one worked out okay. Ish. <laughs> well, okay. two, two Super Bowls later uh, and a QB that's ended up with an equal record on wins and losses still won two Super Bowls <sighs> mm. I mean with the Giants uh, the I mean there are big bonuses for them next season in the fact that they're, lo- they're gaining a lot of cap space with Eli moving off yeah um, but they shouldn't have kept him this year really they shouldn't but you know, if you know he's not going to last a season why pay him all the money I, I don't disagree. Dave Gettleman, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't disagree. I can't give that answer. The thing is, they, they have a good quarterback now. Um, I know you disagree, but that's fine. I think he looks absolutely fine. They have now a good quarterback, someone they can build around, and hopefully next season they'll have some receivers. 
Golden mm. Tate's been in and out of the team. Evan Ingram's been injured since God knows when. Most yeah. of the time, he's been aim, uh, aiming the ball at Caden Smith. Quality player. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mm. Um, I mean, Darius Slayton's been Darius a big been positive. The big positive. But how much of that has been because of the fact he's the only person to throw out? Other than that, there's been Isaiah McKenzie, Cody Latimer, all the ex-Broncos yeah. punt returners who never made it. All of which are now out of contract and none of which... Latimer's got a ring. Okay. He, did How catch much? The, he killed the final touchdown in the Super Bowl, didn't he? Yeah, that was more by luck than anything else. <laughs> that was nothing to do... He, he showed zero athlete. quality. Zero quality. <laughs> Honestly, he was a diabolical receiver. Could you improved after he left? Well, it was nothing to do with him, trust me. <laughs> The but, the fifth pick, Dave, goes to the Miami Dolphins, who yeah. many thought were tanking on purpose to get the number one overall pick. They end up picking fifth now. They had a 5-11 overall record. The wins came in week 9 against the Jets. They won 26-18. Week 10 against the Colts on a roll, 16-12. And then week 13 against the Eagles, 37-31. Week 16 against the Bengals, 38-35 overtime crazy game. And week 17 against the Patriots in Foxborough, 27-24. A game that should live in memory. It will do. They'll release a DVD on that. Yeah. It was great to see Mike Gazicki catch the touchdown on that game. He's as been well. great. Yeah. I really like Mike Gazicki. After losing 59 10 in week one to the Ravens, the Dolphins gave Josh Rosen three games. And after three losses with a combined score of 64 to 16, they went back to Fitzpatrick and they managed to win five of their last nine games. As yeah. I just quoted on that bit. So ended up with efficiency on offense of 24th. And defensive efficiency of 30th, special teams 22nd, overall rank was 30th. So to finish 5th yeah. in the rankings actually wasn't that bad. I I put it to you, if you look at the talent they've lost oh. all over, I put it to you that no team has done better losing that level of talent over the history of the NFL. Mm. Seriously, I mean... They've lost a starting left tackle in almost any team in the NFL. Oh, he's a pro bowler. Yeah, 100%. This um, year, he was pro bowl. Yeah. And they've lost a running back who's could, who's running to the moon and back, Kenyon Drake. <laughs> yeah. He's got to the point where they're, the cards are almost certain to release David Johnson now. He's yeah. that good. I mean, David Johnson's not getting any snaps at all. Um, Kiko Alonso's probably going to have... Uh, well, he's going to have playoff appearances this year. He's Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills. I mean, it's endless. Even Fitzpatrick going to you guys. It's endless the amount of players yeah, that they've lost. Yeah. But, and they've still come out with more wins than the Giants. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> I mean, other than John Harbour, we have to be looking at coach of the season nomination, right? Yeah, should do. I mean, the job has it's been amazing. And they've had no wrong game. You know who their leading rusher is? Uh... Was it Caelan Bellage? No, it's Fitz. Oh, was he? Yeah, it was Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. He was their leading rusher. I mean, yeah. it's They were down to Patrick Laird, weren't they, near the end of the season? Insane. Yeah. It's utterly insane. It really is. I mean, but it's been point, a great story. I, I really like the Dolphins and what they've done this year. Brian Flores deserves a ton of credit. Yeah. Doing what Matt Patricia couldn't do in Detroit with a depleted squad. Um. How and much that, of this that is... final win there against the Patriots in Foxborough would have been so sweet for yeah. Oh, that's, for that's a Super Bowl win. And the thing is, every fan who would have gone to those first three or four games, when all of the media was saying, you've bought a ticket and you're going to be watching Dross all season, to end the season beating the Patriots 
when you're yeah. sitting there watching it. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, it does not get any better than that whatsoever. Let's not forget Ryan Tannehill as well. Yes. Who was a 2012 first round pick, was traded to the Titans last offseason. That could make it three former Dolphins on the AFC roster in the Pro Bowl yeah. if he's added on later on. Uh, yeah, absolutely crazy. And also, they've got three first round picks. Yeah. They've got nine in the first two rounds of the next two drafts. Yep. Yeah. So, although they're picking fifth now, they might move up if they want to for Joe Burrow. Yep. They could trade up for that. I don't think they're moving up for Joe Burrow. I don't Burrow. think Cincinnati can afford to move up no. the number one spot. But Unless they give them multiple first rounders, which, well, is, not, which yeah. is not going to happen. It depends if you really think Joe Burrow is the answer. Mm. He looks at it at the moment in LSU. If you watch any of the... I mean, they're in the championship game now against Clemson. Yeah. But they steamrolled... Who was it? Is it Ohio? But I mean, if even ah, if you... I watched the game, <laughs> I'm sure it was a higher state. Uh, it was Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It was an O. Sixty-three twenty-eight. Yeah, they smashed Oklahoma. It was like over forty to forty scored in the first half. But he only threw for four hundred and ninety-three yards and seven touchdowns. So I know. Let's put it into context. Yeah. <laughs> and his running back got ninety yards. So yeah. How good are you really? One you know? dimensional, isn't it? Yeah. One of their receivers only caught four touchdowns in that game. Oh, amateur. Yeah. So we'll see what the Dolphins do. Maybe they're... You know what? The Bengals are going to draft that receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good good look for the, the Dolphins moving forwards. Obviously, the AFC East is ripe for the plucking. It, the thing is... There's going to need to be a team that steps up as, pay, as Brady steps down and Belichick we, steps off. Are we going to see... Because the Patriots are going to come down sooner rather than later. They are going to start coming down. For anyone who didn't, Jim did literally punch the air on <laughs> So the Patriots are going like to start coming down. You're doing like a plane crash arm thing. Yeah, I know, it's great, it's, right? Yeah. So they're coming, the Patriots are going down. Down, yeah. The Jets are going nowhere. And what we're going to see is that division being now dominated between the Bills and the Dolphins. What about the Jets? I just said J- the Jets, e- the Jets T- aren't going S- anywhere. <laughs> I mean, it is down. It is the perfect storm of a dynasty sort of diving and then being replaced immediately by currently the Bills and in the future the Dolphins. If the Dolphins cannot make themselves a success with, was it nine first round picks or whatever stupid (laughs) they've got coming soon? I mean, at this point, you you pack your bags and you go (laughs) home. I mean, the Raiders have, Raiders have had how many last year? And they were really unfortunate with injuries. Yeah. But look how much their team improved just from having that capital and having that confidence of people walking through. Yeah, you can turn there. it around. Look at San Fran. Yeah. They picked yeah, second absolutely. last 100%. year. Yeah, so that's the Miami Dolphins. Let's just see. I don't know stats on that. Player of the season? It's got to be Fitzpatrick, hasn't it? Yeah, come Fitz, on. It? As much as you should give a nod to Devontae Parker. Yes. Who was outstanding. Yes. Um, one question though what do they do with Rosen I know the obvious Bye-bye. answer is bin him mm. that is the obvious answer but if you're picking a quarterback if you're picking like a tour yeah Tungu Vailoa then you're going to keep Fitzpatrick around obviously so you don't have to start Tua straight away mm-hmm. or Justin Her- anyone Justin Herbert anyone you've got that option to have them sit for the first year with Fitzpatrick still playing if he's still enjoying himself, which he sounds like he is. He wants to come back and play next year. Yeah. So that make, that's a no-brainer. But yeah, Josh Rosen, I think that's his That's his last chance. I'm not sure who's going to pick him up after this. 
I think he's he'll still be a backup. He's got arm talent, so he'll still float around the league and be in a backup. Well, um, I think it's a confidence thing as well, you know. Yeah, he doesn't look like he wants to play. I mean, how... he, looks like, he looks like he was more happy to not be on on the on the field. There was a there was a game, wasn't there, where he actually said, "Yeah, I don't really feel like I should come into the game," and so Fitzpatrick stayed on. You know, like, that is not what you want from any player, let alone a potential quarterback. Yeah, no, I I I don't necessarily disagree. It's just I'd like to think that um, the situation didn't suit him in. Uh, with the cards and it doesn't really suit him now for all sorts of reasons I just don't think he's got the uh, life experience in the game to be able to handle it um, so yeah. I'd like to see him have that real opportunity but I just I'm like you I don't think it's going to come well you can give him a chance in Denver if you want no <laughs> well don't complain if no one else gives him a chance he's more likely to end up with you lot than us don't think so <laughs> the sixth pick this year is going to be the LA Chargers they also finished with a 5-11 and record which is quite funny actually it's the uh, if you look at it entering week 17 the Chargers had a minus 16 turnover differential tied with the Bengals for worst in the NFL they move into the very new and very big SoFi Stadium next season as well Dave so even more away fans to contend with that'd be good for them yeah I can't wait I might even get they're not getting even more home fans are they with this new stadium (laughs) it's going to get about 60,000 away fans and they're uh, 10,000 if I'm being nice can't be 10,000 5,000 home fans they might have I mean, that's a fifteen thousand seat stadium right there at the moment. The LA 25. Galaxy. Is it twenty five? Twenty five. Didn't know it was that big. No, it's twenty five. Twenty five. Okay, so yep. so they got ten thousand fans. I mean, they're it, not gaining more fans by a new stadium. It won't. No, I mean, but one one thing I will say is that whenever I've watched, I watched the Denver game, and I watched the Raiders game. Now the Raiders game is obviously a home game. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, you're going to get nothing but Raiders fans turn up. Right. Now, the Broncos went there and it was 75% Denver fans. It just was, yeah. unless the Chargers have released an orange kit that no one knows about. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's, it's been the same in every single game. I mean, non-stop this season, we're just seeing, every, we're seeing nothing but away fans there. And it, it is going to be interesting to see what happens when they move to the bigger stadium. Like you They say. can't sell the tickets. They're not I, selling their season tickets there. No. And like I said, yeah. The more you think about it, the worse it's going to be for the Chargers next year because the Rams will at least have a chance of selling out that stadium oh, and the, selling their allocation of season tickets. Well, there's no doubt the Rams will outsell it. No doubt, no doubt whatsoever. Mm. So you're left with an even more jarring juxtaposition between the two teams. Yeah. Anyway, their five wins came in week one against the Colts. They won an overtime thirty to twenty-four. Week four against the Dolphins and won thirty points to ten. Week eight against the at the Bears. 17-16, to 16, it was a scraper. Then week 9 at the Packers, 26-11, good result. Uh, and then week 14 at the Jags, 45-10. Mm. So there were some good results in there, but interspersed with far too many bad results. And like I said, with the turnover differential, Phil Rivers wasn't keeping control of the ball. It was actually 17 under, uh, not 16. That was going into week 17, yep. I said. 17 under, and it was tied with the Giants. So, yeah, not great. Tied with the Bengals. No, it was tied with the Giants. 100%. <laughs> All right. My research pays off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the Chargers are... the They are the biggest underachievers for me. Cause the biggest disappointment from a team that was in the playoffs last year and yeah. were challenging with the Chiefs for the yeah. AFC West. Would you, not, would you not say that 
They were the underachieve- underachievers of well, absolutely. the Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the Giants were bad last year as well, so you can't say they underachieved. Um, and they got rid of OBJ. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say the Giants... It's a complete shock that the Giants have been crap. Mm. Um, it is a shock at how... I mean, they finished bottom of the division. I mean, that's a spot usually reserved for the Broncos or the Raiders. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it li- yeah. literally is. Because yeah. we were going into the season talking about, are they going to be able to dethrone the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. The answer was I said a massive no. no. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I know that they lost Owen James, and I know that... I was going to say, that was a big problem for them. I know that, you've, I know that Philip Rivers has essentially turned into this in, this interception machine where he just does it in bunches and gives away possession. I mean, the amount of times I've seen him just bounce the ball off the back of the O-line's head. He's just old Jameis Winston now, isn't he? Yeah. He's put it on his shoulders, he's going for it all, every single play. But it's the other things that are happening there as well. I mean, they, first of all, they don't seem to have this stellar wide receiver who's going to who is an interception uh, who's going to who's a touchdown machine in the red zone mm. I mean Keenan Allen's great picks up he loads is. of yards no touchdowns you know barely any mm. um, Austin Eckler's turned into one of the main gadget players when he one of Got your main pair of the season yeah 100% when one of your main players when one of your main threats is a gadget player yeah you know you're in trouble um, they've not effectively ran the ball this year as I say Derwin James got injured but that's more of an excuse than a reason they had the hold up by Melvin Gordon talent. as well it messed up their first four games they have but how much of that was on them back in. all you had to do was go out and get a running back I mean it cost nothing they literally cost nothing go out and get someone stop all these bollocks about waiting for him to come back and yeah he's our guy and all. go out and get someone and just say to him off you go son we're not paying you any of your money it, it's, it's it's the things that have been coming out I mean under what circumstances could you ever imagine Roethlisberger having a bad deal in with the Steelers, right? And you suiting up your your backup quarterback, standing him on the sidelines like some kind of ghost as a warning. It just wouldn't happen. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't happen. Tyrod Taylor was standing there in his uniform, almost being used as a pawn, as in play better or this guy's coming on. Yeah, it was nonsense. You, yeah. you don't see things like that. I'm sure Antony Antony Lynn, really nice guy. But there's stuff oh, yeah. happening that shouldn't be. And it's not a great situation no. for anyone to be in right now, and he's had to do with a bad situation. They were probably the worst owner in the league. But yeah, in my our, opinion, um, one of our absent friends has always said that the problem with the the Chargers is that they never pick high. Well, they are now. This yeah. is the, this is the chance. This is only the third time since two thousand four the Chargers have had a pick in the top ten. Mm-hmm. The other two picks, obviously, net defensive end Joey Bosa at number three, and wide receiver Mike Williams at number seven, a burner receiver who. Drops as many as he catches. But when he does catch them, when he catches them, though, Dave, they're spectacular. Yeah, when he doesn't, also spectacular. When he doesn't, very spectacular. Yeah. No, I, I, I do like a lot of the Chargers players that they've got. I like Bosa. I like Hunter Henry. But again, it's just Melvin Ingram's pretty good as well fitness. on the other side. Yeah, yeah. But again, I'm, you stuck for words almost in saying why aren't they doing it. You really are, because yeah. they are definitely good enough. They I'm surprised to hear any more from Nasser Adley, really, because he was one of my um, top prospects at safety coming out of the draft. Mm. I was expecting him and Derwin James together would have been really scary, because Nasser Adley looked like Cam Chancellor. It's really kind of enforcer-type safety. But, but it's just not didn't, seem to, didn't seem to have much help, I don't think. It was no. a, a lonely time for, for Nasser and the, yeah. the other ones in the secondary. He's like the Neville brother. He needs the other one with him. <laughs> <laughs> The seventh pick is going to another 5-11 team. That's the Carolina Panthers. Uh, it wasn't just Cam going down in week two that was the problem. Obviously, Pro Bowl defensive tackle K1 short. Only managed two games. Dontari Poe went on IR as well. 
So a question, Dave, does Cam play the final year of his contract or is he released, traded to clear just under 20 million in cap space? Um, a lot of it will depend on whoever the new head coach is. Clearly firing Rivera mid-season yeah. um, means that they're getting a new person in there. I think they're um, interviewing Eric Bienemy with the Panthers today. Mm. And also Bienemy is meeting the Giants on Saturday. So we're not going to hear a result on that one until the weekend. But uh, I he's been in, been in demand for a while, that. Chief Sosie. I don't feel as though I mean I, I really don't feel as though the right thing to do is to interview for a job when your team is still in the playoffs um, it's a bit like the Kyle Shanahan thing wasn't it with the yeah. Falcons I don't think that helps him at all not not feeling that but I, there has to be there has to be a reason as to why there has been such a failure at quarterback now I know that a lot was said about Allen and him looking good and then looked bad I mean Gray came in and looked awful but there was constant pressure I mean all you had to do was blitz him and stick a man back for the for the deep throw and that's all you had to do I mean yeah. this weekend it was at one point one and seven with four yards passing I mean and it was just constant pressure I mean he was taking the ball out of shotgun and had no time to throw it and that says everything about the team the team they, they definitely need up. they need a left tackle <laughs> yeah <laughs> the team gave up. they g- gave up completely and when you've got leaders in the dressing room like Luke Eakley like yeah um, Olsen, McCaffrey I mean it shouldn't be happening Olsen's another one that's stay or go time as well for yeah. him whether he's going to come back for another year or not he's obviously been banged up he's older and despite having Christian McCaffrey they finished it with the 28th ranked offence yeah. 20th ranked defence and 23rd imagine, ranked special teams imagine if they didn't have Christian McCaffrey oh they would have been picking number one yeah yeah I, I, I genuinely agree as well their wins came in week three at the Cardinals. They won 38-20. to That was Brandon Allen's first game after the Newton injury. Week four at the Texans, 16-10. to Week five versus the Jags, 34-27. to Week six against the Bucks, 37-26. And then week nine at the tit- uh, versus the Titans, 30-20. to And that was it. <laughs> With the Panthers' past three top uh, ten picks, they selected running back Christian McCaffrey at number eight, linebacker Luke Keekley number nine, and quarterback Cam Newton at number one. Carolina have lost eight straight games to end the season. And so it's a good chance they is, do well with the top 10 picks. But that's two years in a row that they've done that, where they've just lost. Yeah, dropped off a cliff halfway. The, yeah, I mean, it was against you guys, Thursday Night Football. They got absolutely destroyed. I mean, you put 50 or 60 50 past burger, them. Yeah. And they didn't win a game from then to the rest of the season. Same the happened same this year. Same thing week nine last it. Exactly last the same this time. Yeah. I mean, that's more than coincidence. Which is what they're going to get a new head coach and hopefully they'll fix that curse. Mm-hmm. So. Do we need to discuss their player of the season? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was trying to figure out whether I could make some bullshit argument about another player and I just said it's not even worth it. Well, you could always say for Luke, but... No. No. So the eighth pick is going to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. They finished 5-10-1. They had... Uh, yeah, they're no longer the worst team in football, Dave. That's always mm-hmm. good for here. Uh, knew it was going to be a growing season. Didn't come quickly, thanks to all the holes in the team left by Steve Kime's moves. It's now on Steve Kime to uh, draft some fillers. Yeah, for these gaping holes he's left in the team. Well, I mean, he's still there. They're not <laughs> sacking Steve Kime. God damn it! <laughs> I mean, to be fair to the Cards, this season they have been one of the teams I've really enjoyed watching. Yeah, because when they're good, they're good, and when they're bad, they are diabolical. Um. 
I mean, they only just squeaked past the Bengals. For a long time, it looked as though the Bengals <laughs> were going to win that game. I think they won by a couple. Yeah. Um, they won by three. I They lose to a lot of good teams. I mean, by definition, they're playing three good teams um, twice each season. That's got to be the toughest division, right? Uh, yes, and I believe I said that at the beginning of the year as well. I did. Well, you're right. I didn't. I don't say much that's right, but I was right about that. Um, but they they've just been good to watch. That's it's as simple as that. They've it's just the 13th been good to watch. ranked offense. Yeah, thirty first ranked defense, and fourteenth ranked special teams. Overall, they ranked twenty sixth. Their wins came. Well, their tie came in week one against that Lions, twenty seven all, which we talked about earlier. Their wins came in week five at the Bengals, week six versus the Falcons. That was a one point game, thirty four thirty three. Uh, the Bengals almost 26-23. Just jumped that one. Week 7, so that's three wins in a row. At the Giants, 27-21. to And then a big gap until week 15 versus the Browns, 38-24. And week 16 at the Seahawks, 27-13. Yep. Now, I, the thing with... When you look at the cards... I mean, the second worst team is stopping the pass. And there's not a great pass rush. They don't have much pressure from the Apart middle. Apart from Chandler Jones. Okay, and then what's the other side? All you do is load the box. That and it's been the same for the past three or four years. He was still getting got like almost twenty sacks this season. Okay, um, but if you look at their look at their pass, how many of them yeah. are under? Uh, look at passes against them. How many are under ten yards? Don't ask me to name a qu- cornerback for the Cardinals, please. All right, just I'm don't. Patrick Peterson. <laughs> Peterson plays one other side. Than Peterson. Peterson plays one side. Same as Sherman. He plays uh, Sherman. He plays on the right. That's yeah. it. So they just load everyone on the left. And how many times do you see the ball going 40, 50 yards constantly? And a lot of it is down to pass rush. Now, when you're doing that, you are going to get sacks, but they don't ever affect the game. I mean, it's a couple of years ago when we had um, we had Miller. Miller got 17, 18 sacks. Our defense was still terrible. It didn't mean anything. It just means that they were able to throw third and 14 on us. He got his easily. bonus. Yeah. yeah, he got his bonus. Got a great contract. Brilliant. <laughs> Doesn't mean your pass rush is any good. There's nothing through the middle. It, it, honestly, that they, they they have to address the pass rush. They yeah. have to. Yeah. I mean, Chandler Jones is great, but I mean, and also the question arises, do they keep Patrick Peterson? 15 million quid a year. He would have been a good trade piece last year. This year, I'm not sure quite as much value, but that's, yeah. that's Steve Kahn for you. They need to sort out the defense. You're right, but also the offensive line. They've yes. got the they've got the receivers. If they keep fits for another season, then brilliant. Yeah, uh, and obviously you need a tight end. Uh, I don't even know who the tight end is. In I say Ricky Seals Jones, isn't it? Uh, probably. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Probably. It <laughs> might. <laughs> it might well be um, Fitzgerald's last season. I hope it's not because he's still performing. Well, he, he did say he can ease off a little bit. You can put he him did in say fewer snaps. This was the season he enjoyed most. I mean, yeah. he's had most of his career with Carson Palmer throwing it. No in, wonder, so it's not yeah. a shock that he's enjoying this season. <laughs> but I mean, with Chase Edmonds, and Kurt Warner throwing at him for a long time. Yeah, well, with uh, Chase Edmonds and um, Kenyon Drake at running back again, I'm absolutely fine in that position yeah um, secondary got Buda Baker as well I mean, very good perennial underachiever this season I mean the amount of times we've seen the ball sailing over his head has been well, he's done alright done alright he should be doing better than alright he's, he's a better player than that um, but no they, they've they been the team one of the teams I've really enjoyed watching because they're not as they're kind of a less silly version of the Bucks. they're not as done <laughs> gun-ho 
And they're slightly more talented, I would say. Well, their quarterback is more accurate. Yes. Let's put it that way. You and I are more accurate. <sighs> Harsh. We haven't got to the Bucks yet, mate. And we also haven't got 30 interceptions this season either. No. no. <laughs> you have to get six wins to get the ninth pick in the draft, and that was the Jacksonville Jaguars. They finished 6-10. and ten. Uh, Their wins came in week three against the Titans, 20-7. to seven. Week four at the Broncos, 26-24. Week seven at the Bengals, 27-17. Week eight versus the Jets, 29-15. Week 15 at the Raiders, a massive gap before a 2016 win there. That was the last game in Oakland that really broke the hearts of uh, Raiders fans. And week 17 versus the Colts, just pulled out a 38-20 win just to, yeah. uh, just to wind up the Colts fans. For lols. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. for the lols. And here's the biggest lol of all, Dave. Doug Marone and David Caldwell are both retaining their jobs. Doesn't shock me with that Dave Caldwell's kept his job. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't shock me that, that, that Caldwell's still there, mainly because Shai Khan has appointed uh, his son as... Has well, he really? Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> He's like president or something sure. of the company. He's basically taking more of an active role now. What you had <laughs> previously was Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell reporting to... Um, a disciplinarian who wouldn't listen to anyone. Mr. Coughlin. Exactly. So now he's kind of like, okay, this, these, I mean, we know that Shai Khan's son likes Dave Caldwell. He said it publicly a number of times. So it doesn't shock me that he's staying there. It shocks me that Marone's staying there. Well, yeah. Shadow of doubt. His record was diabolical. Halfway through the season, they were four and four. They lost six of the last eight games. Yeah, he looked like a dead man walking. So did the team. Yeah. They've got legit defense. They were getting scored on. Mm-hmm. They've signed, I mean, I was going to say they've signed Nick Foles to a heavy contract. I'm pretty sure Coldwell had nothing to do with that. I mean, he might have been there to sort of greet Foles at the door and take his coat. And that was probably about it. (laughs) And show him to the conference room. But I'm almost certain that that was a Coughlin signing. Yeah? Almost certain. Okay. Um, Their big issue is that they're playing some of their players far too much money. I mean, Marquise Lee's on $9 next year. Yeah, that's shocking, isn't it? They've got nothing at tight end. Um, defensively, they're okay. Um, as soon as Fournette goes down, the run's not great. The wide receivers are a question. DJ Shark's been their player of the season by great, a long yeah. way. Um, but Gardner Minshew's not the answer. He's just not. Is it Chris Conley's the other wide receiver, isn't it? For yes. Um, Gardner Minshew was a six-round pick. He wasn't supposed to be the answer. No, I, and, uh, and he hasn't been. It's he's a very good backup. Be. Yeah. And I so he can win you, some games. I said to you before, 100%, he's now got a 10-year career in the NFL as a backup. Yeah, absolutely. He will be around for as long as we can remember. Yeah, eight years. We'll be saying, why is he still there? Oh, yeah, I remember in 2019, he won yeah. five games or whatever. You know. Yeah, I mean, there, there's... there's, I mean, Matt Moore. Matt Moore's still in the NFL. I like Matt Moore, though. <laughs> yeah, but you like Matt Moore because of what he is and who he represents. In the same way, that's <laughs> why that's why people like... Garner Minshew because of who he is and what he represents. He won six games. We got can't take that away from him. No, I the think Jags the reason... won six games. Oh, okay. All right. The Jags won six games. Right, yeah, and who was quarterback? Listen. I think the reason that Marone's still here is because he went ten and six two years ago to get to the FC Championship game. Yeah, now he's had two losing seasons. He'd been bottom of the FC South both for the years yeah. with an eleven and twenty one record the last two seasons. I mean any other any other team in that division and he's getting fired. I mean, you saw their their premier defensive piece, Jalen Ramsey getting traded to the Rams mid season, yep. which is never a good look. He was a bad influence. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't control him properly. You had Tom Coughlin getting fired a couple of weeks ago after going all demon headmaster on the players. 
and then Jack's given Nick Foles like you said a four year contract Miles Jack got injured and missed all of December pretty much and yeah. that coincided with their terrible run yeah it's just not been a great look for the Jags this year but now's the big chance yeah they've got four first round picks in the next two years yeah now add that to the the pieces that they've put in recently with uh, Juwan Taylor they've always done well good. at drafting though I'm not really surprised with David Caldwell because they do draft very well yeah I agree with that I mean there aren't many I thought it was Maroon who... I thought Maroon was going to go just because yeah. he doesn't look like he's got the heart for it they they lost the fight yeah that's what I mean yeah but that's I'm... on the coach yeah I, yeah I agree I agree um, you have to figure out what what you do with the expensive pieces in the jigsaw though with Foles and Fournette because Fournette yes he's great but He's too much of a downhill runner, and when things aren't going his way, he hasn't got that ability to to change what he's doing. I mean, look at if you look at what the Broncos do, and I know I'm being a bit of a fanboy, but we have the best one-two punch in terms of running backs in the league statistically. We have the downhill runner, Freeman, and we have the slippery guy, bit of a James Conner in Lindsay. So when you, you can just pull a guy out, put next one in, they're completely different, and they change your offense completely. Mm-hmm. Jags don't have that. Jags have we're going to batter into you and hope we get yards. We're going to batter. And that's all they do constantly. And that's all Fournette can do. He can't do anything else. He hasn't ever really lived up to the potential he showed in college. And that's the real problem. They took him top 10. Oh, I mean, that's rough. Pretty sure it's fourth overall pick. That's the worst. That's, that's the worst running back pick I can think of for a while. Trent Richardson. I mean, that's going back. He was third overall pick. (laughs) Well, the Jags pick will be their 18th in the top 10 since the franchise came into existence in 1995. That's the most of any team. Uh, the Cards, who are making their 15th top 10 pick since 1995, are the second. Mm. So they're, they're three picks clear of top 10 picks out of any team in the league. There we go, Jacksonville. Another year, bottom of the AFC South. Hopefully you'll do a, a bounce back next year. Yeah. Because you can be top if you want to. Um, their player of the season, as I was saying. DJ Chark. Probably DJ Chark. The only other guy... Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Beat you to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so 10 is the Cleveland Clowns, the 6 and 10. Uh, Freddie Kitchens was fired hours after their Week 17 loss at Cincinnati. John Dorsey lasted two more days than Kitchens before being let go on New Year's Eve. Harsh. The 43-13 to 13 home loss to the Titans in Week 1, Dave, was the pin in the balloon for all that preseason hype. Three ints for Mayfield, including a pick six for Malcolm Butler, and five sacks showed the O-line for what it was. And, uh, yeah, it went all downhill from there, basically, didn't it? I mean, where do you start? Where do you start? Let's do the positives quickly. Shall we do the wins? So, week two at the Jets, they won 23-3. Week four at the Ravens, 40-25. Everything was looking okay again. And then not a win until week 10 against the Bills, 19-16. Week 11 versus the Steelers, 20-13. Week 12 versus the Dolphins, 41-24. And week 14 versus the Bengals, 27-19. They finished with the 22nd ranked offense, 22nd ranked defense, 9th ranked special teams, overall ranking 23rd. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you can get rid of another head coach and GM, which is what they like to do. Yeah. But the fish rots I've, from the head down, right? And Jimmy Haslam is one of the worst owners in the league. Yes. I mean, one thing he has to do is get, get a GM in who is going to run the place from 
top to bottom and John Dorsey was never going to do that so I've I've always said I'm not a massive fan of John Dorsey are um, you not Dave I didn't know that I've always said I didn't the job that he did in Kansas, Kansas wasn't particularly great I mean he wasn't trading up for Mahomes mate he wasn't really the GM he wasn't. What? No, he wasn't. He had he he had the same reporting line as Andy Reid. He and Andy Reid were on a par because they knew each other. He wasn't a traditional GM. He was working with Andy Reid. Yeah. So how much of it was his input? Bearing in mind that he was the first to go. Andy Reid is still there. <laughs> now I'm not being funny, but when you're when you're when you're not trusted by Clark Hunt, who's the CEO of yeah. the Chiefs, to be the GM. And then fired. How can you say someone's done a good job? I well, there's a lot of mistakes. I mean, he got he got fired for the way he drafted the uh, the way he managed the cap, which meant that they had to basically get rid of a lot of players that they shouldn't have got rid of. Um, Jamal Charles and Derek Johnson being the prime examples. I mean, both of them were old and should have seen the career out there rather than mm. having to be released because. The amount of money that they were being given was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, as a Broncos fan, I do wish that Jamal Charles had <laughs> stayed. At the he was well. elite. At no, his he prime, was. He was like he was beautiful. But when watch. he played for the Broncos, he was very much not any. Well, prime. no, he was. <laughs> um, but it was also the way that he managed people, and there was a lot of complaints when he left. There was a whole procession of people going, "Well, we're glad we got rid of him and not Andy Reid." Mm. Now, so he's, he's then moved to the Browns and made a lot of questionable decisions. And it doesn't shock me that he's gone. What they need is someone who has huge amounts of experience. Not necessarily a head coach who's got huge amounts of experience. They need a head coach who can really galvanise a dressing room. And yeah. I'm not sure the names that are being spoken about at the moment necessarily are that. A.e. Josh McDaniels. <laughs> I think they're at a stage now where they're so toxic as an organisation that any self-respecting head coach would rather go to the Giants or the Cowboys right yeah. now, as the, or the Panthers as the open spots. Oh yeah, I mean you, you it, don't take Cleveland out of choice. You take it if that's the last chicken in the shop, don't you? And and you're starving. But how much of the, how much of this has changed in recent years to only a couple of years ago when you were saying it's the job you want because you can't fail? Well, exactly. But now it looks like it doesn't it's matter poison. because yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. They don't give you any time. Despite the fact the fan base seems to be out of part with even Freddie Kitchens, there were sections of them that still wanted Kitchens to stick around mm. because they're so ingrained in failure that they saw any wins, like six wins, as a great result, even though it was worse than last year. <laughs> but it, it's the everything about them. Their, their team has huge holes plugged all the way through it. And it's kind of like watching a fantasy football team. You look on, you've got four attacking midfielders, three right backs in your defence and it's there almost to make you know to, to look great on paper when you yeah. get down to brass bones you need you need solidarity you need some steel and they don't have that I mean so, how special is Baker Mayfield really well I mean he's, he probably he is I mean, he can be very, very effective good. he can be very, we saw it we saw he's got good accuracy He, if he's used properly he can be very effective and they, they should have got more wins that he was is, the thought going into the season Remember the hard knock season they did when Baker came into the league? Yeah. And they they um traded for Jarvis Landry, so they picked him up. Mm-hmm. And Jarvis Landry's a very good team player. He's a guy that comes in with the right attitude. He doesn't like losing. He's not used to losing despite being in Miami. 
<laughs> and he wanted to make it better and he was a positive influence and what did they do since then? They brought in OBJ, who is the antithesis of a team player. Mm-hmm. Someone that was not... Are there many people really screaming for OBJ back in New York? No. Despite the fact he was... You know, doesn't matter. Arguably their most talented player, but if you're the wrong kind of player... It doesn't matter. Exactly. So you brought in him. You brought in Kareem Hunt, who for better or worse has got baggage with him now. Yeah. After his stupidity during the offseason. contract's up now year. in a way. So. Yeah, but it's still it's not the right look. When you want to have a good team dynamic there, you're bringing the wrong kind of players. Yeah. And I so, agree. and then Freddie Kitchens have got no ability to handle that that locker room, and so you got what you got, you know. But it's it's the fact that if you look at Baker, I mean, he's not he doesn't move the ball down the field with any great confidence. He doesn't inspire any great confidence. No, he was his I O mean, line had given him no reason to be confident. So. Exactly, and that's exactly what I was going to say next. How much of this is down to the O line? How Massively. much of it is down to the fact that. You you know where he's going with the ball a lot of the time. But yeah, essentially he's going to be counting counting his lucky stars that Winston's had the season he's had because he's got <laughs> twenty one interceptions and he's the second leader. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they 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 whiffed with their second round draft pick of Austin Corbett on the line. You know, he was terrible. Yeah. You no, know, he's not quite Colton Miller, but uh, he's pretty bad in terms of, <laughs> terms of um, he's no Garrett Bowles. You know, I can go through the list, but. Um, yeah. Billy Price. Billy Price, absolutely. It's not easy to draft those O-linemen no. uh, high up. If you look at what the Browns have got now, uh, the last time, they haven't taken an offensive tackle in the first round since selecting Joe Thomas third overall in 2007. It worked out okay. That did, but not since 2007, so they need to do it again. They are picking 10th. That should be their main priority. If They, they should keep Baker because he's shown that he can be successful. I would personally... I would move on OBJ because he's just he's not right for a locker room. I think I'd, I'd rather have three Hunter Renfros than one OBJ. I think there's a fairly good chance though that OBJ is not going to be there this time next season. But how much capital do you actually get for him now? Someone's going to pay. If people are still talking about Antonio Brown, who's quite clearly riddled with CTE. <laughs> I kind of hoped he'd go to the Saints because then I'd root against the Saints for the rest of the year. Because anyone, any team picking him up just deserves everything they get out of Antonio Brown. If you don't know by now, then yeah, I can't convince you. I kind of hope they they end up on the same team. OBJ and <laughs> on the same team. You wouldn't want to be that quarterback, would you? Ooh, stand back. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, oh, the other good thing actually this week then was that Baylor head coach Matt Rule declined an interview request from the Browns. So there's the first of them. Uh, probably hoping for a call from Dallas or New York. He's not going to be the only one. They talk about uh, Mike McCarthy. He's had a year off. Yeah. But why, again, why would you go there if you're a self-respecting head coach? Why would If you're the Browns, why would you want Mike McCarthy? Well, he's got Ohio roots. He has got a lot of experience by his time at Green Bay. Yeah. With... So he's the only really experienced coach they're talking about, Dave. You know, they're talking about Josh McDaniels as an offensive coordinator, and they try to get Matt Rule from Mike McCarthy is prickly. Baylor, but he's not a man. He's not a, a Urban guy who's Meyer gonna, again. He's Urban been in Meyer. the booth for a year. There's no way Urban Meyer is well, going exactly. to Why the hell do you want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not having it. No. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Browns, but I expect the Browns to be brownish. Oh, I can't wait Leopard for to be brownish spots, again next year. You know, all that. <laughs> Number eleven. It's those New York Jets. Mm. They finished seven and nine, which is not bad at all. Uh, let's see here. Jets won six of the last eight games. 
to finish 7-9, averting total disaster. But they did get it against the NFL's easiest schedule. So if you look at it, they won week six versus the Cowboys, 24-22. That was a shock against the Cowboys. Yeah. And then here goes the run. Week 10 versus the Giants, they won 34-27. Week 11 at the Redskins, 34-17. Week 12 against the Raiders, 34-3. Week 14 versus the Dolphins, 22-21. Week 16 versus the Steelers, 16-10. And then week 17 at Buffalo, 13-6. So Adam Gase looks like he's staying on. I, I did say he should have gone, um, and I still believe that. I still believe he should go. Mm-hmm. Um, as you say, they had the easiest schedule um, statistically. Uh, they didn't. It's almost like they were allergic to the run because they were the second best team defending the run, and they their premier running back. They spent huge amounts of cap space on for a running back, especially had the longest uh, individual run of nineteen yards. <laughs> um, Lev Bell's better than that. He is better than that. It's. The, the the Jets are what they are. Um, I am what I am. Then there isn't a huge amount of... There is not a huge amount of talent on that O-line. And without an, o, an effective O-line, it's difficult to be successful. That mm-hmm. has to be one of their major... Sort of... It has to be one of their major... Sort of priorities. I'm not even going to say going into the draft. That's why I'm hesitating. I think, they, I think it's something they need to address in free agency. You should never go into a draft hungry, Dave. I always yeah. say this. You have they have to address it in free agency. And the reason I'm saying that is because they need about three or four guys. Yeah. And not necessarily guys they don't need a tackle who's a star. They need they need someone like uh Ryan Ramchek, for example, play right tackle, covers well, nothing special, doesn't put guys on their back, he's just solid and plays every single down. That's what they need. And someone who's fit constantly. Broncos went and got Juwan James. Play three games. Mm. They need solid guys. They need a couple of guards. I mean, a new center. They need everything. They've got a really very good uh, quarterback who's not being given a chance at the moment. They have zero run game. They have to keep hold of Jamal Adams. Ryan Khalil and Robbie Anderson are both free agents. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not the job that you want. It's really not because there's a lot of... There's a lot of issues with that Jets uh, personnel at the moment. I think they're keeping him and their first year general manager Joe Douglas as well. Yeah, I think I think he'll stay. If he was going to go, he'd, got, he'd be gone by now. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, you, you don't draft hungry. You don't go food shopping on an empty stomach. No. Otherwise, you make a lot of bad mistakes. Yes, you spending do. Spending too much. <laughs> Same thing with the draft. And the Jets haven't spent the first round pick on an offensive player who's not a quarterback since selecting tight end Dustin Keller number 30th in 2008. Jesus. This would be a good spot to grab their first round offensive tackle since three-time Pro Bowler did Brickishaw Ferguson in 2006, I'm not sure the offensive. I'm not sure the offensive tackle they want is going to be there at this point in the draft. Mm, um, maybe and there's, there's a lot of quarterbacks need taken. There are, time. but there's also a lot of offensive tackles that yeah. need to go as well, or offensive linemen. Um, it's it again. You you don't. They need to have a. They need to have a good look at themselves in the off season and get get players who want to be there because typically we've seen players go there not necessarily who want to be there but are going there to be paid and Le'Veon it's happened Bell. so often yeah Le'Veon Bell um, CJ Mosley mm. it, is, it happens all the time becomes a dumping around doesn't it for yep. unwanted players well we'll see and hopefully um, there'll be an, another step up by Quinn and Williams as well because he has got a genuine talent at defensive tackle he has and you want him to play more because that didn't really happen it just didn't happen for him this year 
I mean, I think he only played, what, seven, six or seven games? Yeah. It wasn't a huge amount. And when he did play, um, there was a couple of times he had to come off um, because of injuries. At one point, he had to come off because his pads were slipping. <laughs> I mean, when does that ever happen? Yeah. Why should that happen? I mean, that is a sign that things just aren't being done correctly. It's just, yeah, things aren't or don't do not look good for the Jets. Well, fingers crossed. Another 7-19, we're picking 12th overall, are the Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders? We call them Las Raiders? I'm not calling them Las Vegas Raiders. They're not at Oakland anymore, though. They're not going to go to Las Vegas. The Nowhere Raiders. 7-9. <laughs> um, as much as we want to have a laugh at the Raiders again, Dave, 7-9 was an improvement on the 4-12 and showing last year, mm-hmm. and their draft picks actually look pretty good, especially Josh Jacobs, although the knock on him wasn't dur- was durability, not talent. Yeah. So no one said he was going to be bad, just... He's not got a long career based on how he was used in college. Uh, so, yeah, another move to Las Vegas this time and a new stadium. Let's see if their fan base will be there. Will it be another Chargers situation? What do you think? Do they have a fan base that any establish NFL, themselves in Las Vegas? Any NFL team can go to Las Vegas and sell out a stadium eight times. Yes, but... doesn't matter. That's it all. Does. It doesn't. That's, what, that's all you need. To a certain degree... If you are a team that's being filled with tourists yeah. in the NFL, they're going to be going crazy for the majority of the game, and it can actually help. Um, I mean, in terms of a loyal fan base, uh, I've been to, people, that, people do live in Las Vegas. Yeah, I've been to Vegas. It's um, similar to Oakland, so probably <laughs> some crazy people. Live it, in yeah, Vegas. but all the people that work in Vegas have to live just outside Vegas don't they you know but yeah no have to I've been work to Vegas day, and we so... spent more time outside of the strip than we did inside yeah um, there's a big market there for sports I mean uh, a hockey team went there and within a year or two won the Stanley Cup yeah the Golden Knights yeah couldn't remember the name so I'm glad you said that <laughs> I know jack about the NHL really do um, let's, go, let's go through their wins quickly shall we so week one they beat the Broncos 24-16 week four at the Colts 31-24 week five against the Bears 24-21 Week 9 versus the Lions, 34-24. Week 10 versus the Chargers, 26-24. Week 11 versus the Bengals, 17-10. And the final one was Week 16 at the Chargers, 24-17. Offensive efficiency was 6th overall. Defensive efficiency, 32nd. Special teams rank 28th. So overall rank was 22nd on the season. Um, Raiders don't have a second round pick this year, but they do have two first rounders and three third rounders. So you guess the defense is going to be looked at? Potentially. I mean, if you look at Abraham, that was a big loss for them. He went on IR after week one. Um, Cole Joseph went out in November against the Chargers. It was announced that he will be a free agent in 2020, so they'll need to pick a replacement for him. Um, It was just they had a lot of... A lot of high-profile injuries in certain positions. If you know, if so, every time they were getting momentum, everyone gets injured. Some, Dave. Yeah, I mean, but it was their premier guys, and that they don't, as of yet, have um, the depth to be able to fill those holes. I mean, Abraham was everyone was saying he was going to be a leader, and it, yeah, in his injury, I think hit them a little bit hard. There's a reason they didn't win week two and week three. Um, he was unbelievable against us. Um, really was. I mean, he was ball hawking every single play. It was ridiculous. So, um, I think they're a very good team. I think that they have somewhat overperformed this season. Um, I really do rate Derek Carr. <laughs> okay. The thing is, 
Carl looks I'll after the ball. I'll keep going through this. No, Carl <laughs> Every looks, week. He looks after the ball. Yeah. He hasn't ish. had great targets to throw out. I mean, Terrell Williams has been fine. He's scored six, six touchdowns this season. Renfro. Five. Darren Waller's got to be their five player of the season. in the right? last five weeks. Waller has been their absolute player of the season. Um, their centre, I can't remember his name, he's been superb. Their offensive line's been amazing. It really has been good. I, I think... They, in one way, they've achieved more than I expect than I expected them to. But secondly, I also think they could have achieved more as mm. well. I think they could have gone that step further, and it's just not having that depth has really not allowed them to do that. But again, they finished third in the division. I I expected them to be battling with the Broncos, in which they have, um, and they will continue to get better. They're a massive step up from where they've been. Well, like I said, yeah, it was a four and twelve last year, so yeah. a couple more wins. Although this is going to be, it's always difficult to move cities and mm. get any sort of production the next year. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Like I said, see what they do with their first round picks. They do need a new kicker though. Daniel Carson's, uh, <laughs> yeah, not great. He's uh, missed six. Uh, I think it's six misses, six field goals missed, um, two PATs. In uh, and he's the 27th best kicker. But the funny thing is, all of the misses have been since week nine. Up to week nine, he had a hundred percent record. Since then, he's uh, his record has dipped significantly. Spooky, mental. That's what it is. <laughs> it's all in the mind. Uh, yet another seven and nine team as the Indianapolis Colts picking at thirteen. So prime spot for one of the uh, talented members of the wide receiver class, right? Colts mm. wideouts have struggled mightily to stay healthy in 2019. Tua Hilton's the biggest example of that. Yep. Of course, the Colts were rocked with the news that Andrew Luck was going to be retiring two weeks before the start of the season. They've had injuries to Marlon Mack. You know, it hasn't helped anyway in the offense. You know, no. Jacoby Brissett was okay for a time. He seemed to regress as the season went on. Yeah. But again, some of the weapons went away as well, and there weren't many to begin with. So they do need to strengthen on offense. I think they need to pick up a new quarterback, and I think they will. Oh. Um,. It frustrates me with Jacoby Brissett, almost because he's been given the opportunity of a lifetime. Every every single backup quarterback, if you asked them what they want, then they would want two things: a second chance, which Brissett has been given, an unprecedented second chance of being given the being given the keys. You are our number one. Go and do it for the entire season, and a great O line. Yeah. If you give any quarterback the, the choice between a great O line or a good wide receiver. He will take the O-line without any shadow of a doubt. And he's had this opportunity and it's just sort of passed him by. And I'm frustrated for him because he's I think he's better than he's shown. And yeah, he doesn't have great wide receivers. But how often do we come out of a season, this season especially, going, I knew nothing about that wide receiver. I now know he's very good. Perriman, <laughs> Slayton, Chalk. Endless. Yeah. And Zach Pascal did okay, to be honest. But Yeah. He's absolutely fine. Yeah. But it's just frustrating that he doesn't seem to have really grasped and taken advantage of that opportunity. They were doing really well first half of the season. Their, their wins came then week two against the Titans, at the Titans, 19-17. to 17. Week three versus the Falcons, 27-24, so two tight games. Week five at the Chiefs, they, they won 19-13. to 13. Then the bye week, week six. Week seven, they then beat the Texans at home, 30-23. to 23. Week eight versus the Broncos, 15-13. Week 11 versus the Jags, 33-13. Week 16 versus the Panthers, 38-6. Offensive ranking was 18. Defensive ranking, 12. Special teams, 
32nd. Yeah. Overall rank of 19th. So, yeah, it's going to be another one of those seasons where they're slowly building up and they just need to have a, a proper run. Like you said, they maybe they need a new quarterback. I, but... think they do. I think they will pick up a new quarterback. I'm not sure who it will be. Um, I heard, I read somewhere that Philip Rivers might be a shout. I mean, it's a long drive in a minivan from all the way from, uh, <laughs> from Colorado. Uh, from, um, I'm sure they've got the family values he appreciates over in Indianapolis. I'm sure they probably have. Um, player of the season? They also they lost Derek Ebon, didn't they, halfway through? So yeah, but another not, massive loss for him in the red though. zone. Yes, he's a red zone target, Dave. Jack Doyle stepped up pretty. Yeah, Jack well. Doyle's not a bad tight end either. Yeah, I can't think of a player of the it season. Be, it has to be or um, Quentin Nelson. Yeah, I think it's giving it to Nelson because you know who he is. I think if anyone, I'd give it to Zach Pascal. That line, behave. You had four good games. No, Marlon Mack. Give it to Marlon Mack. Yeah. Number 14 picking is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, also 7-9. and nine. 30 for 30, Jameis Winston almost certainly is going to have his contract. This was his fifth-year option. Right. Um, and if they pay him now, they either have to give him a brand-new contract, um, franchise tag him, or future tag him. Um, if they franchise tag him, it'll work out about $29 million. Well, Which, you know... Um, scored 30 touchdowns no did absolutely I mean Bruce Arians was asked in an interview I mean we all know <laughs> Bruce Arians interviews quite often he just says what he thinks well he said in an interview once um, someone asked him a question said but you did, that's not what you said yesterday he goes yeah but yesterday I was lying and today I'm telling the truth <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about Bruce Arians you got to love Bruce Arians but he, he, they said to him um, what's, the, what's your big consideration with the Jameis Winston contract and he said I'll paraphrase something like uh, my first question was what are my other options and my second question was, who else can I get? Because if I can win with this guy, I can win with anyone. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm not saying that he was lying, but it is what it is. Yeah. It was a relatively slow start for the, the Bucks after a win in week two at the Panthers 20-14 and week four at the Rams 55-40. There's a big old gap between that and then week 10 when they won versus the Cardinals. Uh, they won 30-27. to Then another road win at week, week 12 sorry, at the Falcons. 35 to 22, week 13 at the Jags 28-11, week 14 versus the Colts 38-35, week 15 at the Lions 38-17. Notice how I'm saying 30 a lot in this. Yeah. They, they scored so many points. They would always get into shootouts, and that's why yeah. it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Brashad Perryman turned into a legit wide receiver this season. Yeah. Mike Evans had another great season, over a thousand yards. Before got, yeah, but he still got over a thousand yards, didn't he? Before doing it, yeah. you know they've they've never had a run game. Ronald Jones was supposed to do more this year, still didn't. They abandoned the run game as soon as they could, every single game as usual. Yeah, I mean it. It became almost panic mode. Yeah, um, or just don't give a shit mode. I mean, <laughs> when we saw them, what I saw of him was he was always going for his number one target. He was not going through progressions. He was aiming for his receiver. Doesn't have progressions. There's no progression. No. It's just that's who I'm throwing at this play. He would watch them, yeah. put the internal count in his head, and then he would throw the ball where it's supposed to be. And if it gets caught, then great, and it's probably going to go for a touchdown. And if it doesn't, it's probably going to get run back the other way for six. And lo, it came to pass on his last throw of the game, he threw a pick six to make it 30 interceptions along with 30 touchdowns for the season. It was beautiful. It was everything you hope it's going to be when you're not a Bucks fan. And yeah, it's on them now to, to sort they it out. They have some real talent. 
like in their team, they have some real. They've had a lot of real talent. Top picks in the draft, though. Dave. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. But I mean, from a receiving core, I mean, you look at um, Goodwin, Mike yeah. Evans, yeah, Perriman. I mean, it, it's non-stop. OJ Howard. Yeah, I mean, OJ Howard's had not a great season. They've not used him properly, though. No, because he's always standing twenty yards away, and that's just too close. It's, yeah. <laughs> Go but, further, man. Yeah, no. Defensively, I mean, they've been great defensively. Devin White's looked really good. Yeah. Um, Shaq Barrett. I mean, he's. Oof. He's got to be their player of the season, right? <laughs> yeah. um, Levante David. I mean, what yeah. a season for Levante David. Like, I don't want to say it's a breakout, but that's breakout from no. being good to... Do we, do we dare say elite? He's been that good. He has been that good. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, even Ndamukong Suze had his good year in Tampa, which I'm sure he'll move on somewhere else next season because he loves the signing on fee. Yeah, he liked playing against the Rams, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he enjoyed that game. <laughs> The fifteenth spot goes to your Denver Broncos, Dave. Another yeah. seven and nine team. We get the whole slew of them here. Having Joe Fracco as your franchise quarterback was obviously a massive problem. It wasn't our franchise quarterback? <laughs> he was the that'll do right now. Uh, that'll do for how many weeks? As as far as I was here, he did all right. He did. He okay. won two games. Yeah. Week five at the Chargers, twenty to thirteen. We week lost... six versus the Titans, sixteen zero. And we lost four games by Before the that. final kick. Yeah, I mean so. I, I think this season finishing seven and nine, I think we've done okay. We finished second in the AFC West. You've gone through three quarterbacks this year. Uh, we've gone through one quarterback being injured, then moving on to the backup, waiting for our um, future heir to the throne to become fit. So yes, yes. but yeah. that's it's not a case of we've gone through three because they've all been useless. I'm saying that as a positive for you that you finished with a seven and nine record. No, you said you've gone through three quarterbacks. I meant it, I meant it in a nice way. You've gone right. through three quarterbacks. Yeah, I know. And you should be bloody ashamed of yourself as well. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the week nine game versus the Browns was a 24-19 win. That was Carl Allen's first win in three of sorry, first of three starts. Yeah. Yeah, so he won his first game of three starts. Yep. Uh, and then week 13, Drew Locke's first start, 23-20 versus the Chargers. It was the first of four wins in five games for Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. Week 14, it was at the Texans, 38-24. Week 16 versus the Lions, 27-17. And week 17 versus the Raiders, 16-15, because Gruden went for it on a two-point yeah. conversion. It didn't work. Shelby Harris knocked mm-hmm. it down. It could well be the last thing Shelby Harris does in a Broncos jersey. Oh. Um, his contract's up this season. I mean, he was um, drafted by the Raiders. So that was a nice little move there. Boy. Yeah, and he enjoyed it as well. His top <laughs> was riding up. His belly was bouncing. Every, he didn't blah, 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 care. Blah, blah. He was in. He loved it. Um, no, I think this season generally has been a success, which I think is more of an indictment on where we've been rather than where we're going. Um, it looks as though we've found our perennial quarterback now. Well, I was going to say, Dave, are you finally starting to show some faith in the boy? No, I, I've always said the same thing. Of I... Um, cautiously optimistic that he's the right guy. You've been bitten too many times before, haven't you? Yes, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent, absolutely. The problem, the problem is, I. The problem is, I don't want to get too carried away because every time there looks to be something wrong, he immediately fixes it by doing slight alterations. So first game, he dropped back and his feet were crossing over. It didn't look right. He came to the side, spoke to Rich Scangarello on um, the headset, yeah. came back out, and all it was was. Don't lead with your left foot, lead with your right, and therefore you're not crossing. Sorted. Immediately. And he hasn't done it again since. Mm. Everything that has been wrong, he has immediately fixed. And it's very easy to go, 
he's got a future in the sport. He's our future um, franchise quarterback. It's just going to be nice as a Broncos fan not going into a draft thinking about who we're going to draft at quarterback because <laughs> we're probably not going to draft anything with quarterback. Well, you've done all right in the previous drafts on offense, at least. You know, Cortland Sutton, uh, Royce Freeman, Noah Fant, Dalton yes. Reisner. Is it a chance to look at the cornerback situation? You've got Chris Harris, who's Chris Harris a free is agent. going to be leaving, so, yeah. almost certainly. He's on £12 million this year and he wants more. Um, which, considering that he's now, what, 31, um, it's not really too much of a shock that he's going to be uh, wanting that final payday. And he's still a very, very good quarterback, uh, cornerback as well. Um, I have no doubt that we, we will be addressing a defensive back, but we do have we do and have had Bryce Callahan on IR all season, so he'll be coming back, so that's basically a new signing mm-hmm, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who doesn't know, he was part of that Vic Fangio defense in uh, Chicago. That was one of their elite cornerbacks. Um, Don't Chicago wish they had him now? Ah, absolutely. Um, the, <laughs> the big thing is going to be Justin Simmons. Um, he has been a revelation this season. This has been his breakout year, really. Uh, we can exercise a fifth option and keep him, but we're going to have to pay him. Um, same goes for Will Parks, who's playing its free safety. Um, he's had Kareem Jackson to look at it, look after him this season. Again, yeah. been a big thing. We just need to move away from Isaac Yadam. As much as I like him, his interviews are always very entertaining but he's just not the guy you want to rest your hat on um, we've had a lot of injuries this year our O-line is still uh, still a concern <laughs> not necessarily in the fact that we're not protecting the quarterback we're just giving up too many holding penalties yeah I mean it is it, it constantly the amount of times you'll, you'll have a great play down the field and all of a sudden you pull back not only are you not getting the gain you had you're losing 10 yards um, losing Andy Yanovic was a big deal um, Andrew Beck came in and played very well at fullback though mm-hmm. so yeah no I it, this year is going to be a very difficult um, it's going to be a very difficult change next year because we've got a lot of players who are, whose contracts are up Derek Wolf, um, his contracts are up Ron Leary Adam Gotsis all of these guys are offensive and def- uh, defensive lines who are imperative to what we do but also we spent most of the season without Bradley Chubb so we're a seven and nine team who are immediately getting two signings next season: Chubb and Callahan, who are going to make us better straight away. And you've got Vic Fangio there as your yes. your head coach. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like he was the brains in Chicago he, <laughs> last year. So he has orchestrated a the number one red zone defense. Yeah, and without I don't want to sound like a cocky fan or anything. I look forward to watching Denver defending the red zone. <laughs> because it's every single time we make plays. I mean, just at, you at wait till you get point, to our red zone. At one point, though, <laughs> the Browns had six trips to the red zone. Yeah, 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 and scored what was it? Three field goals. Because on more than one occasion, not only did they not score a touchdown, we pushed them out of the red zone just from pressure. Yeah, we had an interception. I mean, at one, we also um, made them punt the ball, blocked the punt. And uh, recovered the fumble as well. It's just it's what we've done all season. Yeah, and you just need to progress that to playing out in the open rather than just in the red zone. But with number one ranked red zone team for a reason, and it's down to um, Vic Fangio being there. So, do you draft someone on the defense or an offensive lineman again? I have absolutely no doubt the first draft will be a defensive player. Okay, because Vic Fangio is going to go in and go. I want this defensive <laughs> piece. Well, yeah. Because that is what won you Super Bowls previously. I am a defensive coach, and that's the reason you've hired me. I want a defensive piece, and they will get it. I'm 100% certain it will be a defensive piece. At 15 as well, you're going to get a fairly wouldn't, decent one. Wouldn't shock me if we, if we move down again. 
Ooh. really wouldn't because there's already enough teams who don't have a first round pick yeah um, wouldn't shock me if somebody gives up sort of a player a second and a third or something like that um, so if someone can come to us and go we've got a cornerback um, we know you want a cornerback we'll give you him already knows the league we'll give you our second maybe a fourth as well we'll go we'll have that mm-hmm. so that wouldn't shock me too much I think we're a candidate for moving down of course we did it in the draft with Steelers you did last season which made you uh, Devin yeah. Bush He's done. He's worked all right, hasn't he? He's done he's fine. Done yeah. Right. yeah, he's, he's done all right. Mighty fan, mighty fan. But no, overall, we finished second in the division. If I'd have said to you at the beginning of the season, oh. we're going to finish seven and nine and finish second behind the, the uh, Chiefs, you'd be like, snap that up on a plate, boy, because it's, <laughs> it's better than we anticipated. And Cortland Sutton, player of the season. Cortland Sutton, Dalton Reisner, and Kareem Jackson are my three candidates, and I will give it to Cortland Sutton. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. What's your view on this? Oh, I ain't got time for my view as well. We're so far into the weeds here. <laughs> Let's move on to number 16, and that is the Atlanta Falcons pick in there. We can be quick on the Falcons. The last of the seven and nines. Uh, they started one and seven, and that should have been enough to clear Dan Quinn out of Atlanta. But the finishing record of seven and nine, and probably more importantly, beating the Saints in New Orleans and doing the double over the Panthers, saved him from the chop for now. Yeah. So week two, they beat the Eagles 24-20. And then a massive gap to week 10 at the Saints, 26-29. Week 11 at the Panthers, 29-3. Week 14 versus the Panthers, 40-20. Week 15 at the 49ers, 29-22. Week 16 versus the Jags, 24-12. Week 17 at the Bucks, 28-22 in overtime. That 49ers win, obviously, like we said, it was a tight game. It was a fumble recovery for a, uh, a touchdown to make the score better than it was. But uh, still a good win for the Falcons. So they've used their past three first round picks, including two in our Staples draft on offense, but they've got one of the NFL's worst defense in 2019. Mm-hmm. So they need to address probably cornerback or defensive line. Take your pick. But uh, Cornerback, defensive line, defensive end looks okay. Um, linebackers need help. I mean, it, it, all of the defenses, they have issues. They have holes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 24th defensive efficiency. Uh, ranking 29th on special teams as well overall ranking was 21st I'm shocked that Dan Quinn's managed to survive again it's been another bad season you take Carl Shanahan's offense out of there and it's just fallen backwards yeah they it's, it's the finish of this is six and two finish to the season that's really done it and kept in the job though um, they've had a clear out of some offensive coordinator I think the offensive uh, defensive coordinator's gone um, I think uh, a couple of the coaches have gone as well. I mean, again, it's the clear out of this is the last chance, so let's get everyone in who's going to do what I want because if I'm going to die, I'm going to die on my terms. Um, I agree, though. They You called it at the beginning of the season. I bow to your superior knowledge on this one. I <laughs> thought they'd be okay. Um, you called that they'd be dog shit. And even when they're winning, they still haven't been great. They haven't been convincing. I mean, they're kind of shock wins. Mm. You know, after week two and then beating the Eagles, does that... That gulf of you bad results. You put on a bet every week, right? Yeah. How many times have they been in your accumulators? <laughs> uh, not the second half of the season too much. Cause <laughs> I got no, I mean, stung. But... To win, how many? Oh, times to win. They, how many to win? How many times have they been in your accumulator? Never. That that sums up their season. Two years ago. Yeah. Despite my reservations about Matt Ryan, they were yes. overpowered on offense. Yes. And Carl Shanahan had them, had them working properly. Yeah. But he's gone, and no one's filled that void 
you know, they've got a great wide receiver in Julio Jones, another great receiver in Calvin Ridley. Ridley's had a bit of a weird season, though. Well, I think at he's times, been a lot. So. At times he's looked great, and other times he's just, I mean, drop catchers and just not been... But yeah, Julio Jones broke the record of, um, what was it, most receptions? No, most receptions in a season or something. Yeah. I mean, when is your main and only weapon? And he's six <laughs> foot seven. It's not not too difficult to keep on tossing out to him. And Matt Ryan is a tosser. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. The thing is, right? It's just a joke. The thing is, right? I don't see how they're really going to improve next year. Already, I think that just that if they don't sort the situation out, if they're keeping Dan Quinn, I've mm. got no confidence in them making any massive steps on either side of the ball next year. Um. I mean, their their O line is going to get better. Um, Potentially, it takes well, it takes a couple of years for their O line to really start to gel, and they invested heavily in the O line last year. Yeah, so that's going to help them on offense. But defensively, they just they're a mess. They're, yeah. there's no massive stars. I mean, is there anyone on, on defense from their team? You get free reign to take anyone from defense on their team. Are you taking anyone? No, you're not. I mean, the only person you're probably going to take is Vic Beasley, maybe. Yeah. But Maybe. I mean, other than that, no, you're not going to touch their defense. It's just not good enough. They have to go and address the defense, and they have to do it in free agency, not in the draft. The 17th pick is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, they finished eight and eight. Uh, Dak Prescott had a career high season in passing yards and touchdowns. Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup both went over a thousand yards receiving, but ending up eight and eight with not enough pressure from the defense and poor special teams didn't help either. The Defense. The offensive rank was third. Defensive rank was eighteenth. Special teams rank was thirtieth. So, came down to the last week. They may have beaten the Redskins in week seventeen, forty-seven points to sixteen, but it wasn't enough because the Eagles won their game against the Giants. The other wins for the Cowboys came in week one versus the Giants, thirty-five to seventeen. Week two at the Redskins, thirty-one twenty-one. Week three versus the Dolphins, thirty-one six. Week seven versus the Eagles, thirty-seven ten. Then they're buying week 8. They came back and won again in week 9 at the Giants, 37-18. Week 11 at the Lions, 35-27. Week 15 versus the Rams, 44-21. And of course that Redskins game at the end. But their wins came against, with all due respect, weak teams. Yeah. Losing record teams. Teams have already gone through in this review. I mean, this is... All a, the, the losing teams. This is exactly what I was going to say in the fact that they played nine teams that ended up with a 500 record or more. And lost seven of them. Yeah. I mean, they were favourites in almost all the games they played, weren't any, they? And they lost eight of them. Yeah. Any time they played a decent team, they got turned over. Yeah. Basically. Of the teams that they lost to, the only bad team they lost to was the Jets. Every other team they lost to mm. was a good team. I mean, Saints, Packers, Vikings, Pats, Bills, Bears, Eagles. They're all good teams. Bears. Bears are a bit dodgy, but they're still <laughs> a good team. Like They've got good defence, good players. But it was the fact that they wouldn't lose them. They'd get mauled. And they'd get beaten by the better... they get beaten by the by plays. they get, get, they get out-coached. they get out-worked. Every, it's situational. They were diabolical. How many times did they not move into two-minute drills? Yeah. And they, I mean, there's one point. I think it was against the Bills because it was the game that was live on TV on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And they didn't go for the uh, first down... Uh, third down was, I think... Th- no, sorry. Fourth down... They had yeah, a fourth and it. short, didn't they? Yeah, it they punted it. They had two and then they went for downs. two fourth downs, and they went for them. And you're like, what are you doing? It, it yeah. didn't make any sense as to what they were doing. And the the other thing that I think was really significant 
is defensively they were giving up huge big chunks because they were either gambling ongoing blitz and would yep. get done over the top or they would lay off and then all of a sudden a man would break a tackle and he's got 40 yards worth of space to run into mm-hmm. and it was constantly that happening I'm, I'm, I am I'm, don't want to sit here and say it was just down to coaching because I don't necessarily know it is but it, it doesn't happen to of all those other teams that I named that doesn't happen there was a, a drop off from Demarcus Lawrence this year uh, Leighton van der Esch was missed yeah. a lot for injury Sean Lee was there a bit but obviously he's never going to make 16 games anymore No. so yeah they were missing some of the key pieces that helped them last year to, to get a few more wins now I think Troy Aitman summed up pretty well in the last game on commentary he seems to get every single Cowboys <laughs> game on commentary I don't know how he's managed this but he said that sometimes when you watch, sometimes watching the Cowboys when they're playing well, it's beautiful. But yeah. when they're playing bad, it is terrible, and that's that's really quite true. You know, sometimes they can really put it on. Like the thirty-seven ten win against the Eagles in Week Seven was was fairly impressive. Well, but then, like you said, there were times they can lose to the Jets. And you're like, well, how the hell did that happen? So you know? their their points averaging games they won thirty-seven. I mean, yeah. that is it's so impressive. Their points averaging games they lost. 16.8. Yeah. I mean, that's Bronco-esque. I mean, that is <laughs> terrible. I mean, it. they finished one game ahead of the Broncos. One game. Yeah. Their schedule was the 14th, 14th easiest in the NFL. The Broncos was the second most difficult. Yeah. So, that tells you everything. You've got Vic Fangio, who is renowned as being a very good coach, first-time head coach, still building what he wants and then you've got you know uh, a yes man who has been there his whole time has got all the players that he wants and is essentially not he's the, the team is not fulfilling its potential well he's still according well at recording at the time of recording Jason Garrett is still the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys well, but by I definition, think they're saying he's, that he's leaving he's almost at the building already well, yeah, by definition he's leaving because his contract's up so yeah. Either they he knew have, he was on the bubble this year. Yeah. Either they have to fire him, which I don't think they're going to do. They're just going to let his contract run out and then he'll part company. Yeah. And he'll go and manage the Jets or something. I don't know. <laughs> or the Browns, who God knows. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's or, for the Browns. Yeah. Or um, they have to renew his contract. Now, I'm not being funny. They are not going to renew his contract. No. They can't. They can't. I know Jerry Jones loves him mm. because he's been there since he was a pup, you know. But they've never got any kind of momentum this season. I mean, they won three, lost three, won two, lost one, won one, lost three. It's just there's never mm. been any consistency. And their their entire roster is far too good. It's far too good to be where they are. They should be in the playoffs. And if, if I'm on their defence, I am pissed. I'm sitting there watching defences not as good as me thinking why not same with the the Steelers exactly the same with the Steelers I'm sitting there I am pissed going we should be there in those playoffs Mm -hmm. not the teams who are there now we're better than them and we're not in it and their defence is by far good enough It's, it's, it's the best in that division by a long way I include the Eagles on that They've got some problems as well because they didn't pay Dak. Yes. They paid Zeke. Yes. They have got Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb out of contract this year. I don't think Randall Cobb's as much of an issue. But he still was a possession receiver. He's still fairly decent. Hmm. 
Uh, and also the secondary is an area that could be hit by free agency departures as well. So yeah. they've got a lot of stuff to sort out in Dallas. Yeah. It's uh, it's a huge concern, that cap. There's only one team mm-hmm. that has more cap concerns than they do, and we'll come on to that later. <laughs> I thought we might. So, yeah, that was the Dallas Cowboys. They missed out in the weakest division in football. Eight and eight. Player of the season? Player of the season? Um, I'd probably say Dak, because okay. when he played well, he did play very well, and... When he played badly, he also badly, played pretty yeah. badly. Yeah, and I would give it to Amari for some of the catches he made, but then he would go missing in some games as well, despite putting up a thousand yards overall. Um, you know, my, my I'd give it to Dak. Is, my thought is um, Michael Gallup, mostly because yeah. I've had him in fantasy, <laughs> so I'm watching him a lot. Yeah, and he's turned into they. So they've got a guy who was two first round picks. Was he was a one first round pick? Who? Uh, Amari Cooper. Uh, he was a first round pick for so the Raiders. He was a first round pick for the no, first round pick for the, that they gave to the Raiders. To oh yeah, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Um, and Gallup has overtaken him and become the primary target, basically. Um, so yeah, he's he's been stellar all season. Been very consistent. A horse of a man. See what oh, I did there. see what you did. See what I did. Well done. The eighteenth pick is going to the Miami Dolphins, but that's because they took the. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers pick for Minka Fitzpatrick so Pittsburgh ended up 8-8 eight and eight. and uh, yeah I don't know what there's much to say about this really you know they I think this is the most straightforward yeah um, synopsis that you can give of all teams <laughs> you you have the best defence of all non-playoff teams by far you have the most turnovers and for most playoff teams the best turnover difference of all non-playoff teams um, and again, if I'm any defensive player sitting there watch in my armchair watching the playoffs, think I'm I'm annoyed I should be there. And it's all because of one injury. Yeah. That's it. That's literally it. That's how it is sometimes. Isn't it, it is. It's, it's ridiculous. Same for a few years that you need to draft for the apparent heir to your, your franchise quarterback. And we, to be fair, we have drafted quarterbacks the last few years. Problem is, we've drafted Mason Rudolph in round three. We drafted Josh Dobbs in round three. We drafted Devlin Hodges. He might, we might have gone undrafted actually. He was over that like seventh round or something. You know, he well, was, I was late. Say you thought for a long time that Josh Dobbs was going to be the well, apparent, and you traded him to Jacksonville for I think for a fifth. Yeah, and they didn't get a game. So don't know what happened there. I'm not no. sure what's happened with Dobbs, but. And I'm surprised we didn't try and trade back for him as soon as Ben went down in week two. Because I mean, you you traded him for a reason. Um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me they haven't gone back and trade retraded for him. Something happened. Yeah. But I've not got a lot of faith in Randy Fickner, who's the offensive coordinator, because a bit like the Freddie Kitchens Baker situation, Fickner was is a mate of Roethlisberger, yeah. and so he was co-signed to get the OC job. Basically, he hasn't shown. And certainly the Pittsburgh fans are not happy with his play calling, uh, the predictability of what's going on this season with backup quarterbacks. You know, it was run, run, pass on long, yeah. <laughs> on other situations. We lost James Connor. We lost Juju for most of this season. 
We're absolutely decimated with injuries. It's it's interesting you say that because one one point I was going to make, which I thought I would I was maybe being a bit over harsh on, which probably now you're saying that I'm not sure. <laughs> when well, when you bring in a rookie quarterback or a quarterback who hasn't got a huge amount of talent in calling plays, you and I can say this from experience, you massively <laughs> simplify the playbook. Yeah. But just because you've simplified the playbook doesn't mean it has to be predictable and straightforward and boring. Exactly. You can still do enormous amounts of things, like even little things like gadget plays, moving players out of the pocket, direct snaps, end arounds, you name it. Flea flickers, you can name you can do so many things. You've done none of those. Your offense has been predictable and boring. Yeah. And <laughs> I we, saw it. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying that that can't go on the quarterback. The quarterback, a lot of it has to go well, on them because they're missing open, uh, missing open targets. I mean, the amount of times that that Rudolph dropped back and just held onto the ball for five, six, seven seconds, you think him? Come on, man, what are you doing? Well, um, I never, yeah, I never really liked the Rudolph pick anyway. Um, it was a bit high, and yeah. being a third rounder, I didn't really agree with that. And everything I've seen of him, even before he had to come in this season gave me no confidence that we could drive the ball and that's you're not expecting a great player as a backup quarterback even though you probably should in the in the in NFL in the third round you're expecting a decent level of confidence you just don't know you just don't know but like I said I, I wouldn't have picked him third round I wouldn't have probably draft him at all I didn't, no. didn't when I did my due diligence on him I didn't like him but when he came in I knew that I had no confidence that he was going to drive the ball and that's the least you want out of a, a backup is to be able to drive the ball like Gardner Minshew can at least drive the ball mm. every now and again Jacoby Brissett can drive the ball down the field he can see a pass you know slants you know, out, slot outs things like that um, pitches to your running back these are things that should be working and they just weren't working at all and the slight impetus we got when Duck came in after Mason's uh, injury through Miles Garrett hitting him on the helmet Hello, Duck. Well, the reason that worked for a couple of weeks is because Duck wasn't afraid all the time and he would sling the ball every now and again. Yeah. And players like Deontay Johnson and James Washington were actually catching the ball when given the chance to go one-on-one with a defender. So that's why we had a few wins in there, coupled with the fact that the defence was absolutely balling, as you said. Yeah. But a few weeks into it, Duck starts either believing his hype or listening to Randy Fickner too much and just saying we're going to pass the ball think- now we're going to f- just hand the ball off now hand the ball off now and it fell into that same routine of just you're in third and eight third and nine and you're putting too much pressure on a, a backup quarterback that's not the position you want to be in how much of it is him going okay this is my opportunity I'm just going to go for it sod it I'm just going to throw bombs and then all of a sudden he starts getting some traction he sees people wearing duck outfits and well that's what I'm saying yeah he, he starts getting but then rather than believing everyone else's confidence kind of going God, I'm on. I'm on to a winner here. All right, I better stop looking like a proper quarterback. No one wants a slinger. People want a quarterback, so I'm going to try and be a bit more of a quarterback. Well, you had Mike Tomlin then, saying, "Don't kill us" in every press conference. No, as long as it doesn't kill us, that's a, so. Now you're saying, "Oh crap!" Well, I can't throw the ball now and take yeah. any risks. And um, when you do that, you're playing scared, and you that's when you lose. I think and that's the truth is probably somewhere in the middle of I don't want to be. I don't want this dream to be taken away from me. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not going to continue slinging it and being an idiot and losing essentially this opportunity that I've been given I mean to be a young quarterback and to almost be given the keys to the Steelers is uh, somewhat of a dream yeah well yeah so it's a bit of a shame I still prefer Duck to Rudolph yeah so without a doubt 
without a doubt. But it does. I would. So I've been thinking about this, and I wouldn't be averse to us doing like a Ricky Williams thing and just packaging all of our draft picks up and oh. just going into the first round and getting the getting the quarterback. Just oh. do it, man. Well, we don't need it. We don't. Honestly, I don't think we need really anything else. We've got our defense sorted. You could well. argue about like Mark Barron or Terrell Edmonds, but we're not going to move on to Terrell Edmonds just yet. No. We're, going to, we're probably going to lose Bud Dupree because of the, the cap situation. Well, Bud Dupree's got his fifth-year option, same as Artie Burns as well. I'd like to keep him because he has improved. Yes, they're both on their fifth-year option. Artie Burns can sling one. Yeah. Um, well, he, I don't again, want Artie Burns there. On his fifth-year contract, um, which means you're going to be paying a premium for both of them. Don't want Artie Burns, and I'm not ha- not bothered if he, st- if he goes. So the problem is you're not picking now until the third round. So if you're packaging anything up, how high in the draft really are you going without giving up anything in future? Um, so well, no, we have got um, I think we've got a second round pick. Mm. We do because we've got compensatory stuff for Le'Veon Bell. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, we gave we had two third round picks and we gave up one for um, Nick Vanette, yeah, tight end from the Seahawks. Uh, and there's some moves next year. We get a couple of we get one from the Dolphins. I think we switch a sixth, seventh for a sixth because we like got your second for the um, Devon White. Yeah, um, I think it works out that we've still got around seven picks. Okay, they're just not. There's not one in the first round. I mean, if you I I do it all. Just do, do that, it all. Just if hail you, Mary. If, if you do that, and then you get. Sam Bradford. No, Joe, go for Joe Burrow. Yeah, right? Joe Burrow one turns overall. out to be Sam Bradford. <laughs> I mean, there's no way the Bengals are going to give it to you. Well, you never know if you give them no seven picks. Way. Not a chance. <laughs> I'm not having it. I'm just saying, Dave, that I think that obviously is the is the position that needs fixing. Yeah. So you can't gonna, you can't make any happens. half measures with a quarterback. Yeah. You must go for the franchise quarterback. There's no point in looking at a third rounder and going, oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully I'll get a Russell Wilson. That's yeah. very rare that comes through. I mean, in terms of cap situation, yours. when I was saying uh, there's more cap issues coming up, it wasn't actually yours I was no, talking I know. about. I know, we've sorted ours out. Um, the, the problem is you're going to have... To an extent. Um, Juju's going to be getting a big contract in the uh, off-season as well because he's on $2 million or something like that. So there's no doubt he's going to be getting a new big juicy contract. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, again... I think you guys are kind of where you... I don't say where you deserve to be, but it, judging by where you are and who you've been led by, it's kind of like building a Ferrari and getting someone who's partially sighted to drive it. <laughs> it. You are kind of where you deserve to be right about now. And I think if I'd have said to you three weeks into the uh, the Mason Rudolph experiment, you're going to finish... Eight with, and eight. Yeah, with an equal record, you'd have been... All right, Take like that. that. That'll be all right. It has still been a positive season. Let's not get yes. away from it. It's been, it's been so fun to watch that defense. I haven't seen a defense like that in, in Pittsburgh for about ten years. So, Player of the season, Minka Fitzpatrick or TJ Watt. I was going to say TJ Watt. It's been so much fun to watch that entire unit just really gel together and and scare yeah. players. And it's not just it's other people like Cam Hayward as well. You know, unsung players that are, and Bud Dupree that are really getting to the quarterback, putting pressure on. Creating turnovers, which is something we never used to do. Yeah. Devin Bush as well. Middle linebacker has always been a problem for us since Shazier went down. It's Mark Shazier's, Barron is one of the weakest positions. Shazier's last year of his contract this year. Yeah. Um, so it's been a nice touch that you guys have paid him. It looks like he's going to dance with the stars. Really? Yeah, I think they're talking about each other on that. So. so anyone who doesn't know, do you want to... No. <laughs> well, anyone who doesn't know, Ryan Shazier um, had a pretty catastrophic injury and was it was unsure whether or not he was ever going to walk 
Um, there was a nice moment in the draft where he walked out to uh, announce, I think it was his first round pick. It was um, Terrell Edmonds' pick, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, he was on shaky legs, let's say. And the Steelers actually said, we're going to honor your contract and keep paying you. It's a classy um, franchise, which was Which was a good thing to do. Today, this is his last year of his contract, and I think it goes without saying they're not going to renew it. But he moves on to um, a support network with the NFL and continues to get funding from them, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's been videos online of him um, sort of jumping up, um, sort of gym boxes Exercise and stuff, things yeah. like that. It's ridiculous how far he's come. So but he caught a pass on the sideline a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, obviously he'll never play in the NFL again, nor should no, he no. ever play in the NFL again. Um, but yeah, it's good to see that he didn't. Because quite, I would like to see him been. coaching. It's one of those things where you want to see these ex-players still around the, the team and actually, you know, um, good to have an influence without a doubt. Um, whether or not there should be. Whether or not he should be a coach, I don't. I don't know a huge amount about him, but he definitely he knew what was going on on the field. So yeah. So yeah. Overall, I I think it's been a decent season for you guys, all things considering. We'll get Ben um, back next year. If but we need to get someone in the building to be his understudy. Um, say that happens. So say you pick up a decent um, backup, Jacoby Brissett. I don't know, just someone <laughs> who you, you don't necessarily not trust. If Ben does go down, sure. what's your expectations? Are you looking at Super Bowl run? You have to be with this defence, right? Yeah, you, you hope so, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, that tells you how much your season was derailed by not having Roethlisberger. It's, it's why the quarterback is the most important position in sport. Yep. Two teams left in the uh, the bottom 20. Dave, 19th. It's going to be the Raiders again, but they're taking the pick from the 8-8 eight and eight Chicago Bears. And obviously this is the Marlon Mack trade. Or Khalil Mack. Sorry, Khalil Mack trade. <laughs> Too many Macks. You've done a meme. <laughs> it's very late. So, the big news, obviously, for the Chicago Bears is they're keeping Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy as the GM and head coach. And they've said that Mitchell Trubisky is their starter for week one. I told you this. I said this to you. I really did. I don't get it, and I don't agree with it. And I'm I'm on board with you. I've completely lost... Because I, I was all for give him a chance, let him work out. He's still young. Sure, I'm I'm on board with you now. Get him out because he's he's just. <laughs> you not see what good. happens to he's a franchise. Just not good enough. Yeah. But I did say they will keep him, and he will be the star oh, yeah. this time next year. If they kept Ryan Pace, they're going to keep Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. So they want another season of just doing the same as they did this year. I'm surprised they got to eight and eight. To be honest, it was just terrible to watch. Well, when they when they beat us, they beat us on a last minute kick, and they did not deserve to be in that game. No. And it's been like that on numerous occasions this season. I don't think offensively they have any talent. Defensively, they haven't really been a success this season. Rockwan Smith has been the shadow of him for himself. And you can say that for... I mean, Khalil Mack's been missing in action. It's just... Yeah. It has been a terrible... Well, what's the point? Terrible season for them. There's no impetus to do anything if your offense keeps trotting onto the field with Mitchell Trubisky under centre. Yeah. Where's Where's the accountability for being bad? Yeah. If that's that's the reward you get for being bad is another year. I Ryan Pace has got to be the worst gem in the league, right? You you, you rip on Dorsey, but who's as bad as Ryan Pace? Because if any if you can put up anyone that gave up a third pick overall to move up for a second pick to to take Mitchell Trubisky ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I want to see him. Okay, there's a vacancy coming up. At who the gave Steelers. up? Who gave up this year's first round pick? For Khalil Mack, that looks like a terrible move now. And last now. year's. And yeah, last year's. year's and this year's. 
There's a vacancy at the Steelers at GM. I don't know who your GM is. Can't remember his name. Kevin Colbert. Him. You either get Gettleman, Pace, or Dorsey. What's your, <laughs> what's your choice in that order? Dorsey. Dorsey first. Yeah. Gettleman or Pace. Gettleman and then Pace. Oh. There's no way. Ryan Pace is the worst GM in football. Okay. No one has done more damage to a franchise. Gettleman at least picked like Saquon Barkley. You know, you, you can argue about not picking a quarterback, but he at least picked an elite player. There is a good chance that um, the Texans are going to be in a similar situation in about <laughs> four years. The Texans, it's a long-term damage that Bill O'Brien is doing. It really is, because they're not getting those young... But they've got a franchise quarterback that is going to be there, hopefully, yes. for at least another 10 years. Yes, but they've also not got the elite young players coming in on very small contracts that are going to allow them to go and get the stars. Um, but I agree, Pace has done, uh, uh, ironically, is slowly rotting the, uh, that that place from inside. They, they have been the, the, the perennial underachievers this season because you expect them to be so much better, and they should be so much better. Well, they were last year. But they're dog shit. Yeah, they are. They're terrible. They're not even good Take to watch. Take out Vic Fangio and the. Uh, yeah, they're not even good to watch. There's balloon. so many teams who aren't necessarily that good. I mean, the Cards. The Cards are not a good team. Great to watch. Yeah. 49ers last year, again, not a great team. Great to watch. Yeah. Not only are the Bears not a great team, and don't let their record fool you, they're not a good team. Nope. They're shit to watch. Yeah. Uh, it's. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'd rather watch the Lions than the Bears in oh, the NFC yeah. North. Yeah, God, yeah. I can't think of many teams I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch the Bears than the Jags. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. Um, other than Jets. Oh, yeah. Oh, now you're talking Jets. Jets are dirty. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, the, the Bears are just not a good team. Not a good team to watch. Sorry, Bears. The last pick that's set is the 20th pick, and that is the Jags picking again because they took this first-round pick from the LA Rams, who finished 9-7 and seven as part of the Jalen Ramsey trade. Yeah, uh, It's possible the Jags could pick up a cornerback at some point here, which would be quite ironic, uh, mm. but also need wide receiver and linebacker help. So we'll see what happens there. But and a tight for, end and a running back. <laughs> for the Rams, let's talk about the Rams quickly, Dave, because this yep. was their pick. Bit of a climb down from the Super Bowl last year. Their wunderkind head coach, Sean McVay, and the quarterback they paid an awful lot of money to uh, as the first overall pick was Jared Goff. Everyone seemed to take a bit of a step back. Cooper Cup was there for the entire season, but although had good games, they just seemed to go missing a little bit. Well, he had zero receptions at times as well. So it wasn't yeah. even like, zero targets. He wasn't even thrown to. Brandon um, Cooks had his worst season for injuries, I yeah. think. Bob Woods, same thing. Bobby Woods, yeah. Yeah. I And Todd Gurley had flashes of his old self, but they were supposed to use Darrell Henderson as their draft pick running back as the other option, but they didn't use him at all. Uh, Malcolm Brown played a few times as their second second choice running back, but yeah, it seems to have lost a bit of the spark that was there last year. Defence as well seems to take a step back. I mean, they are definitely proving that the Super Bowl hangover is a real, tangible, measurable thing. Um, it was a it was a bad game, that Super yes. Bowl game. Yeah, absolutely it was. I mean, it was a bad game in every sense of the word. Yeah, yeah. It really wasn't good. But, I mean, they are suffering from being in a strong division. Again, there's no doubt about that. Their O-line is dire. Dave Edwards might be the worst guard I've ever seen. Oh yeah, I mean, 
oh, so bad. I mean, there's one point where he led off with his right foot and he got spun by a defensive tackle and fell forward. I mean, you're sitting there watching it going, <laughs> why are you still playing? It's so... Yeah, what's behind him on the depth chart? Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, Jamil Denby. Yeah. How bad's he if he's behind Dave Edwards? But they, they've had nothing but injuries on the O-line. Um, their big issue is going to be the salary cap. It really is. Right. So currently, their top six players, sorry, their top seven players account for 48% of the salary cap. Nothing strange about that. But considering that Goff's major um, boost in income is big signing hasn't really kicked in yet mm-hmm. that's going to come next season combined also that Cooper Cup is going to have to be paid do you know how much he's on at the moment million quid really million quid <laughs> yeah that's going to spike a little bit I think so, after the uh, last few seasons now let's say that he is I don't know you, you'd say you're twinning with the 10th wide receiver okay yeah I think that's reasonable mm. so top, yeah. I think he's top 10 10-ish I mean he's a slot top receiver top 15 I think I've budgeted for top ten, so that, that gives him about fifteen million in yeah. fees. Okay, yeah. now Taylor Rapp, safety, mm-hmm. currently earning is a rookie one point three million. Yeah, now he is going to be paid in the summer. Now he doesn't have to be. It isn't his rookie contract. He doesn't have to, potentially, but I mean, there's He's got a to deal fi- with uh, Jalen Ramsey every week. Well, this is the other thing I was going to say. Jalen <laughs> Jalen Ramsey is the other part of it. He's currently on two point three million. Yeah, he's going to want to get paid. He's going to want to get paid. And yes. he's not getting paid top two, top he three, He didn't go to four. the Rams and not he's get getting paid. He's getting paid top. Yeah. Which at the moment is, pop quiz? 18? No, who is it? Oh, who, who is the top yeah. paid? Who would you say Cornerback? The yeah. It's probably someone terrible. Marcus Peters? Nope. Howard. I don't think he's terrible, but... Xavier Howard. At the uh, oh, yeah, oh, okay. So he's going to be getting 15 million. Now, combined with the fact at that... At least. He's going to get more than that. At least. This is what I'm saying. At least 15 million. Now, they've got... They're going to have huge amounts of increases for Dante Fowler because yeah. that's the way his contract is built. They've got increases for Brandon Cooks, who's currently on 15.2 million. I can't believe they're keeping him after this I season. Know. Well, who are they, they, who they going to get rid of? They, they have to offload him and someone has to willingly take... They're going to have to give up draft picks to get rid of that... <laughs> they are. They're going to have to say, "We'll give you Brandon Cooks and a fourth round." This boy's been taking first round draft picks three times. He has, and guess what? He's gone fifteen million quid because of it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now, all of a sudden, you're adding. So, the draft capital at the moment is going to be about two hundred million next year, between one ninety six and yeah. two hundred one. It's going to be about two hundred million. Now, that ninety one million that I read out initially. You need to be adding about another thirty million to that. So then you're going to be looking at about sixty-three percent being taken up by nine or ten players. Yeah. I mean, and then I'm not even calculating Goff's extra going into that. So you're going to be looking at seventy percent almost taken up by ten players, and all of the players I mentioned, Ramsey, Cup, and Rap, they're on less than Greg the Leg. <laughs> I'm not joking. This is insane. You're looking at thinking, what are you doing? Um, well, Les Snead does have good hair. So <laughs> he's got that going for him. He does. It's just he looks bizarre. Good. It's utterly, utterly bizarre. So we and of course at... no pick at twenty because they gave it to the Jags. So. No pick at twenty. Um, this whole they built their their team last year to win. Now, yeah. Guess what? Didn't they win. haven't won now, and they're going to pay for it. Yeah. But 
I they their depth is questionable. Um, if Jared Goff goes down, then they're looking towards Blake Bortles. Yeah, I mean, you didn't see Jim's face there, but trust me, it won't pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty. You didn't see Jalen Ramsey's face. But it's also, there's a lot of other players who potentially are going to need paying soon. Maybe not next season, but soon. Um, Roby Coleman, for example. Again, yeah. Talented young player. Mm. Sooner or later, they're going to have to give him a big contract. Ask the Saints about that. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be a difficult transition period for. Um, the Rams and not only are they not picking in the first round second round they're picking 20th or something like that mm. and next year the year after that they don't have a first round either no mm, the future is not that it's not an easy division either because the 49ers aren't going anywhere and the Seahawks aren't going anywhere Seahawks aren't going anywhere so cards are moving Wilson, up the cards are only going to get better yeah unless they draft absolute shit again Steve Kime so you've got a chance which is possible <laughs> um, there is every chance that the Rams are going to be the team that start moving backwards yeah um, unfortunate but kind of just is what it is do you know the worst bit of that is is that Sean McVay remembers every play <laughs> so that's going to be ingrained he's going to recall every never single loss sleep. over the next five years he's never going to sleep no. I, the thing is they have massive talent they really really do have talent but it's how much of it is how much of it is it going to be leaving soon and when the thing how is much is does that, Donald get paid uh, Donald is their highest paid player on 17.1 million so he's alright for the time being then yep and second to that is who's the, who do you reckon their second we'll have a little oh, bit oh don't come on not that. well it's got to be Goff isn't it nope Goff is third oh alright so Whitworth yes Andrew Whitworth 16.6 <laughs> um, after that is Dante Fowler Michael Brockers uh, Jared Goff is actually fifth followed by Todd Gurley yeah. Todd Gurley was only 9.2 this year yeah because um, a lot of it apparently was swallowed up in last year's mm-hmm. um, because that went on to signing bonuses and things like that sure um, next year is going to be about 16 million we reckon oh, um, the chunk of change isn't it for a running back as well that's not very good anymore not producing yeah. um, I mean it, when you're when you're an organisation that's moving into the realms of paying a running back anything more than about 5 million I mean that is a difficult position to be in. Um, I was if, they, thinking, if they can sell their new season ticket allocation, though, that doesn't help them with cap. But they can, the signing bonuses they can pay. Signing that, bonuses they? they can. So that's pay, how you do it. But you can also cancel um, signing bonuses as well and reallocate that to cap. So it's dead cap space that's the real issue. Yeah. And the problem with that is, if they start getting rid of players, you still retain some of that dead cap money. Of course. And if they get rid of the likes of. Uh, Todd Gurley it's still going to be dead cap of about 30 million because yeah. it's a problem that the Broncos have got this season with Flacco if we get rid of Flacco his salary is only 13 million in terms of dead cap it's about 18 or 19 million mm. which isn't too bad because you can eat that based on the fact you haven't got a hugely paid wide receiver quarterback or running back interesting thing guess how much dead cap money there is for Philip Lindsay five grand <laughs> five thousand dollars move him on That's then it. move him on Dave nah, he's rubbish not worth <laughs> <laughs> but no it's, there's, there's massive concerns with the Rams and a lot of yes. them are because they moved into that um, that win now mode um, and didn't win now and didn't win now I mean, so they've, to hold the hat on them. they've had to pay Miami to take a kid to leave yeah let's not forget that they gave yeah. up a draft pick to get so when I was saying earlier on a lot of people might have thought well they're not going to do that Precedent has been set. Yeah, they're already having to do that, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Oh well, 
Good luck to the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the weekend and come back to listen to us again next week. I'm sure there'll be some more hirings and maybe even a couple more firings if anyone's got any sense. Uh, for Dallas! Some teams. <laughs> yeah, Dallas. <laughs> Where are you, Jason Garrett? Where are you? <laughs> so uh, until next week, I've been Jim. That's been Denver David. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah.